Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, Challenge Maniacs? This is Scott here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania, where we bring you the Madhouse every week, breaking down total madness, where we bring you my bonus voicemail show, Call Me Mania, where we do contests and giveaways almost every single week, and where starting this month, this July, we are doing a monthly Zoom call, the Legion of Zoom, with our Diesel Level patrons. It's an interactive Zoom call. More on that later in the podcast. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. You're going to get a lot of D in this episode. But what you're also going to get in this episode is a little bit of a hodgepodge, a little bit of a best of the madhouse in recent weeks, a who's who of guests. What's really cool about the Madhouse, it's separate from what we do here at Challenge Mania. As you know, here at Challenge Mania, we normally have a cast member on, and it's all about them. It's all about their experience, if they're on this season, or their experience overall, being on whatever original reality show they were on. It could be Big Brother Survivor. It's their origin story, their casting story. Focus is on them. Over in the Madhouse, we bring on guests, and we focus on that night's episode of Total Madness, or of War of the Worlds, when we called it the War Room. So what you're going to hear today is some clips from our most recent Madhouses. It's an all-star team, guys. This podcast has Brad. It's got Marie. It's got Cara Maria. It's got Leroy and it's got Tony time. Tony Reigns was our last guest in the Madhouse, and all these people bring it, and they bring their experience and insight, but repurpose it to discuss this season of Total Madness. So it's a silver lining. I know we want to see these folks on the show. If they're taking a season off, what's really cool is they can sit in the analyst chair with me and D and break it down with us. So Without further ado, I want to get to the first clip. It's going to be from week six of Total Madness, episode six of The Madhouse over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. And if you guys are curious, it's the $15 level, the maniac level that gets you all of our bonus podcasts over there. If you want to hop on for the month of July, we've got a bunch of weeks left of Total Madness. And then after that, we're still going to keep the guests coming. We're going to be talking about older seasons. We're going to be doing special retrospective interviews with some people. We're going to talk about other shows. It's going to be really fun. We're going to keep the guests coming and the bonus podcast coming every week 
over at patreon.com slash challenge mania into August, September, October. Doesn't matter even if there's a challenge on TV. Um, we have a ton of new merch over at challengemania.shop, including the We Want OGs line. I know you guys may have heard Mark Long in the Madhouse earlier this season. Rumor has it he might be coming on again this July to talk about Total Madness, but also talk about the hashtag We Want OGs movement. You can hear Mark and I over on the Watch With Us podcast. We did Emily Longaretta's podcast over at Us Weekly talking about Mark's quest to have MTV, Buna Murray, whoever put together an all-OG version of the challenge. I know you guys would be into that. If you want to help with the cause, you can get on social media, let them hear it, hashtag WeWantOGs. And you can also go to challengemania.shop and get the WeWantOGs gear and start rocking that in your photos, post it, use the hashtag, who knows, guys. Is there any time better than now to bring back some Challenge OGs? I think the positivity you would send through the challenge world uh, would be really great, especially in the times we're in now and everything we're dealing with and a lot of the controversies and a lot of the negativity swirling around. I think, man, seeing some of those fan favorites back uh, would put a lot of smiles on a lot of maniac faces. So head to challengemania.shop, get your We Want OGs gear. If there's just OGs you want to support and rock, you know, we have Mark gear, we have Darrell gear, we now have Kendall Shepard gear over there, Anissa gear over there. Lots of cool stuff, including the new Caution, sort of immortalizing the Bananas backpack. Those are two OGs too, even though they're still playing to this day. You can get all of it. The new Derek Kaczynski line of Chicago gear. Got some Challenge Mania swag if you're a proud member of the pod squad. So head over to challengemania.shop today. It's all over there. But we're going to get to one person who's in the Challenge Mania shop, Marie and Brad, two of our favorites. They're good friends. They have a great chemistry. They appeared on the Madhouse together with us in week six of the Madhouse. So here are Derek and myself breaking down episode six of the Madhouse and having some great conversations with Brad Fiorenza and Marie Rhoda. Here we go. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I have a question for all three of you real quick, because you guys all came back to the challenge around the same time, um, obviously from different forms of hiatus, different lengths of, of layoffs here. But you guys all came back. You guys all got a couple seasons under your belt. Derek got one and a half. Brad, you got a couple. Marie, you got two or three. I forget. Um, but now, of course, you guys have all had a few off. And since then, they've really kicked both the British thing into high gear and the Big Brother thing in the high gear while also sprinkling in a little bit of Amazing Race, a little bit of Survivor here, there, and whatever, right? 
Do you guys find that every time you watch one of these shows and the cast sort of reinvest, it reinvents itself and they're just chipping away at those OG slots. And now that really, when you look at it, you like true OGs on the show. Sure. You've got like your Jenna's and your nannies who are kind of the middle grounds, but it's really just you'd CT it's Johnny and it's Wes and Anissa. Um, do oh. you feel like when you watch these shows, do you start to, I don't want to say get intimidated by, but maybe get worried that the show's casting pool is passing you by just because you guys don't really have a built in connection with what is now making up such a large portion of the show. Can I start with this Marie? Yeah. Yeah. Love you. All right. So here's the thing. I honestly think that it's time for an OG that still wants to be a part of this evolved show to step up, put the sensors down, realize the competition and personalities and say, hey, if you can't get back to who you used to be or figure out what the you got in front of you that's keeping you from being that person and then some, then, yeah, that spot's filled with somebody that still has all those boxes checked. But, yes, the competition to me is still going to always be the most intense, passionate part of this game. But, so you know, so is part of the other stuff. I still, man, think back to that. I, I think back to that moment when Paulie told me that stuff, <laughs> when Paulie told me that Britney news, and I saw my heart break in my own eyes on TV, and I was like, I saw the Twitter comments and stuff, and they were funny to, they were funny to like, almost emotional. And honestly, like... <laughs> I mean, no, I have to be honest. Like, I, I even, I think it was for his birthday or something. I hit him with a screenshot. And I was like, happy birthday, Paul. It was like the heart of bro guys or something on, on Instagram. <laughs> I even fall in love with those damn moments. Like, I do love the drama from these shows. And I got to be honest, like, you know, there was a time where I couldn't stand Paulie. And now it's like, I, it's, I, I couldn't not love him, you know? And like, I'm not saying if he, hey, if I got on a season with him and he rubbed me the wrong way, we might have to take, take care of something, but that's Paulie's personality and that's kind of how he wants things. So like, you know, like, I think that's what I appreciate about him. He is transparent, but he's super extreme too. Like if, if you put him in a corner, he's going to call you out and it's going to be a battle, you know? And and I think that's the part of him that I still like. I can't vouch for everything he says, especially his old school things. I mean, some of those things are intense, but I love him, you know? Well, yeah. Well, what, what about all the backlash? What about all the backlash for, you know, basically what, what happened to Paulie and Cara? Like, you know, the majority of what people say about them and their relationship, another like relationship on the show that a lot of people are like, no, I don't like the way you're doing this. I don't like this. To the point where Kara literally has to get rid of her Twitter. So people can't tell her things that are not nice. So my question to you guys is, and she didn't talk on the last one, like how did you feel, you know, like, for example, you're seeing, you know, Kayla, a friend of yours, Jenna, I'm assuming you guys are okay, but you're seeing people that you know and have experienced firsthand relationships on television uh-huh. And, and, and are, do you, like, are you okay with, with, you know, exposing all, everything that you have, everything that literally Jenna and Zach just put, you know, laid out there, you know, everything that Paulie and Cara just took on, you yeah. know, like, every, like everything that you and t- Devin, like I remember just you and Devin and X on the beach. I was like the, the last major like relationship I remember you being in, in, in the spotlight with, like, how hard is it to, maintain even a friendship with all of these people having a say in something that you know you think you're doing is right but then you've got a hundred other people saying you're an asshole for that 
Yeah. Well, so there are so many parts to this. Okay. So the first question was like, um, you know, how we feel about like the replacements and stuff. I personally feel like the whole trilogy thing that they took on was a brilliant way to give everyone on the show, whether they were vets or newcomers, an opportunity to make something of themselves, right? Like, so they come on, they go on for three seasons, you make a decision about them. Like, who's going to who's gonna keep this? Who's going to be like the next generation and who's not? You know, they come up with these scenarios for the game first, and then they cast around the game, obviously, right? So if you're going to do something that's like super, super physical, and that's what people are saying at the time because everyone had so much to say about Final Reckoning. Like, then you're going to put in, like, these strong new competitors, which is great, you know. But at the same time, I felt like through the last few years, the comedy has kind of gone away. You know, the funness has kind of gone away. And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of miss. But I also think that, like, listen, after three or four seasons of see, seeing someone, like, not make it to the final or, you know, get home sent early... You know, I think I think it's their way of like replacing the vets, right? Because the vets are always going to be around, but you can only have so many of them because you have to give these new kids an opportunity. We're all growing up. Like, there's going to be a day where like you're like, "Fuck this! I don't want to do this anymore." I'm currently growing down. What? I'm currently growing down right now. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> we know that. We know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just give, it gives people more opportunity. I think on, you know, the coming shows, I think you'll hopefully see a lot of new faces and old faces and the people in the middle who really made a name for themselves in these shows. You know, Jay's on this next one. He's got to be. They went too hard on that ending last night about him coming back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, TJ was like, you're definitely coming back. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you like, know those things. Like, the, like, like, was that like, written in- Pack. Was that written? You know what I'm saying? No, like, I think I think TJ and I get why he did this. And I'm going to be honest, like TJ clearly gets more and more vocal every season about a couple things when he thinks people are kind of manipulating the rules, when he thinks they're trying to skate, when they're not taking advantage of, you know, when D didn't throw herself in the other week against Jen, you heard him, you know, he's kind of like, you're really not going to do that D and Jay, to be honest with you, even though he didn't really have the ball in his hands, he went out there and played three times. He ends up losing on the third one. I think he wanted to make it very clear he was proud of what Jay had done and I get the feeling that TJ and Jay especially if they were the same age would like hang out and be friends yeah, like they're very sure. similar they have similar vernacular they both use the term gnarly and it rolls off of their tongue they don't feel awkward saying yeah. it if I say gnarly it seems like I'm being condescending so um, Marie I want to ask you about X on the beach well, real yeah. quick if you don't mind okay. my saying did you feel, and I, I don't know if you can speak for Devin as well, but like, for instance, both of you guys, you know, obviously X on the beach is fun. It's a, it's a vacation stuff like that. You guys both made the uh. most of it. You were hilarious, but you got to <laughs> think maybe this is a ticket to getting in the good graces of MTV, getting back uh, out there. People are talking about you and it can hopefully lead Love to you getting it. back in the challenge rotation. Do you feel like since it hasn't happened for either of you yet since, do you feel like you were kind of rope a dope there or, or is this kind of what you expected from that experience? Honestly, I have expected the challenge to go in the way that they have. They're, like I said, they're introducing people, they're keeping them around. I think going on X on the Beach was my hopeful way of getting into like a different side of the television aspect. And, you know, whatever happened and how much I hated that experience, like it was still an experience. And from it, I grew an even bigger, you know, fan base from it. Um, people that recognize me. So in the end, if, if and when they are ready to bring people back, I can't see me be me be being at like the bottom of their list. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like you, you at least know you're on relevant. the radar in some capacity. 
Um, but exactly. it doesn't necessarily mean it's a stepping stone. Like to me, like I think people got really excited when they saw like Marlon on the last season of X on the beach. So like, does that, does that mean he's going to be on the next challenge? Obviously it did not mean that. Um, and I wonder, is it just now a separate cog of things, which is like, we like these people. We want to keep them on TV, not necessarily to keep them in a holding pattern for the challenge, but to just keep them on TV, even in a separate capacity, um, is what I potentially, worry but potentially, but nonetheless, like there's still a holding pattern, right? Because now you get this one show and you're thinking, all right, I'm still on there. Like I'm still in their head. You know, it's a good thing regardless, you know, like even going in there now, I still have many storylines that have been coming to me going into a challenge house, depending on how it's set up, you know, but depending on the new kids that they bring on, et cetera, you know, and then back to Derek's question about, you know, Paulie and Cara, Personally, you know, I was I was really truly good friends with Kara, and what had happened was, you know, they had this big breakup after the show, and they did a lot of media about it, and I think by doing so, they put their relationship even more out there to be judged because at the end of the day, they just ended up getting back together. Like I'm a really really loyal friend, so when Kara was upset, you know, of course I'm going to go off on fucking Polly. Like <laughs> my pleasure. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it's like all those separate things and then they get back together and then like you're the one on the outside. So it, it's really hard to consider relationships. Then with like the Jenna and Brad thing, I mean, all of us have been on seasons with them, no? Oh, Jenna and Zach, you mean? Yeah. You keep getting Zach and Brad confused. That's my homeboy. I'm just, I'm just kidding. So, um, I want to send away to Jenna and Zach, but real quick, while we're talking about X on the beach, Brad, um, you feel like someone they would have called once or twice for this. Have they ever reached out to you about X on the beach? And is it something you'd ever entertain? You know what? I just don't have, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the day, man. I mean, honestly, I, I've never really thought about that seriously. Um, I guess even when the jokes went around about like the whole Britney thing and that, I just like, I kind of just laughed it off and it really took it serious. Um, I would have to call Marie personally and ask her what she thought, you know, that's the only friend I know that's done it. Well, I guess we could call Devin too, but, um, fuck him. <laughs> you know, I, I need to get a straight take on that. Yeah. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus (laughs) 
right, there you have it. Brad and Marie joining us in the madhouse for week six. That was a great episode. That's one. And here's the thing. If you sign up, if you become a maniac level patron or above over at patreon.com slash challenge mania, you instantly unlock every single episode of the madhouse of the war room, every bonus podcast we've ever done. You get the full audio from the Nashville show, the Miami show, any bonus podcast we have ever done over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. So endless amounts of content, hundreds and hundreds of hours, hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. So uh, you can, if you really try, listen to all of them in a month, two months, if you want to try it out. And that includes that podcast with Marie and Brad, a really fun one. Before we get to our next little snippet here with Leroy, who came in for episode eight, I just want to tell you guys about something really exciting going on in the world of MMA collectibles. I know a lot of you guys know I'm a big toy guy. I don't have a lot of room for it, but I do collect some Funkos, some old school action figures, wrestling figures, stuff like that. I'm constantly scrolling the internet, just kind of looking through stuff, window shopping, if you will. Um, But from 1998 to 2005, a Japanese action figure company, How Arts, designed action figures for Pride Fighting Championships, K1 Kickboxing, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. They were famous for fighters like Fedor, Vanderlei Silva, Rampage Jackson. I have a couple of these original How figures. They are awesome. If you've ever seen sort of the pride figures um, that the UFC went on to design, their own figures sort of based off this, but they're not the original How line. These are really, really dope. I have the Vanderlei. I have the Takayama. I ha- and I love these toys, and I've loved them ever since. But my friend John Byerly contacted the artist, How himself, in 2018 to see if he'd be interested in continuing the How collection and he agreed and a u.s based how collectibles was born their first figure mma legend dan henderson i know if you guys are mma fans you know dan henderson is available now for pre-order probably the best looking mma action figure ever they've used the years in between the original how line and this to make as many improvements as they can and these are designed and sculpted and to be honest with you conceived by collectors in addition to how so these guys have a collector's mindset as well i've seen these figures they are dope i cannot wait to get one and add henderson to my collection with Rampage and Vanderlei because they never made a Howe version of Henderson. This is the first one. You can follow them on Instagram at Howe Collectibles. That's H-A-O Collectibles. And get your Dan Henderson figure at HowCollectibles.com. H-A-O Collectibles.com. More legends to follow from these guys, so be on the lookout. These are really dope, guys. I wouldn't lend you astray. You know we've done some fun stuff with Foco, who make those awesome WWE bobbleheads. You know that I made a custom Mark Long Hasbro-style action figure that I gave him last year in Chicago. I made one for D for his birthday that was modeled after the uh, round five UFC figures. But these How figures, to me, are the best MMA figures. They're more like statues. They're works of art. And how is back making them? Trust me, you want to check them out. At least give them a follow, check out their work. But I recommend picking one of these up. I think this is the type of thing that down the line, because it's so limited down the line, you're going to be able to, if you wanted to, flip this on eBay for a ton of money. Uh, and I really like supporting what these guys are doing, the entrepreneurial aspect of it, and just kind of, you know, collectors themselves going out, reaching out to the artists, even though obviously those companies like Pride are no longer with us. And obviously the licensing kind of fell through with the artists and some of these companies, and they're going now and filling in the gaps. And now there's a figure for Dan Henderson, one that never even existed before. So really cool stuff. Uh, and just wanted to shout them out and give them a plug because I really appreciate what they're doing. Wanted to shout out John and everybody at How Collection US. Uh, really cool stuff. All right. Now we're going to get to our man, Leroy Garrett, Leroy the Barber, taking a season off, obviously. We would have loved to see him out there on Total Madness, although not like Johnny needs another number on this season, let's be honest. But Leroy was cool enough to come on, talk to us a little bit about this season, 
and last season, which is really cool. You know he made it all the way to the final on War of the Worlds 2. Came up a little bit short, but Leroy Garrett, one of our favorites, sat in the chair. You can get this full interview over at patreon.com slash challengemania if you become a maniac. Level patron today. Here he is, Leroy Garrett. You know, but yeah. that's not... Yeah, I was talking about when you on Jordan. Speaking of finals, though... Um, you know, Leroy, you played on a season last year where the only people in the final, I think, that went into elimination during the season were uh, Jordan, Tori, and, and Ninja, I believe. I think there might have been one other person. The rest of you, oh, Ashley, the rest of you guys got there unscathed. And I, I get that the point of the game is not to go and, and earn your stripes. And you clearly have done that in seasons past. So, you know, people know that you can take someone in an elimination. But someone like Rogan, people are waiting to see what he can do and he goes and wins a $250,000 final without going into elimination. They seem to have course corrected that. And this season they make it that you have to go into elimination to go to the final. What do you think about that twist? And what do you think about the way that people have already started manipulating it, calling their shots, trying to pick who they can go in against, might be the safest bet to getting the Red Skull, having it backfire in a couple instances like with Tori and Jenna last week. And, and how would you feel if you were on a season and TJ told you, hey, Leroy, you have to go into elimination even though you've kind of proven yourself you don't necessarily need to do that you're gonna have to right so to to go back to backtrack how you talk about how rogan made it all the way to the final i don't think that you could put a, a butt behind it i like well you know if the name of the game is to stay out of the elimination round then the viewer and the producers can't be mad that no one wants to go in there like who the fuck wants to go in there? if you could if if I was. I'm glad that 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 even though I lost, you know, and, and Rogan won, I'm happy that he was able to make it throughout a whole season and not have to see an elimination round and still win the money. That's dope. Now for a viewer, of course, you want to see him get their hands dirty, but for us as actually competing, fuck no, hell no, I don't want to go into an elimination round. Yeah. So when people say when people say you skate, um, skating, yeah, but I mean you have to play a good game to skate. There's no. You know, you have you have to play. Some some people actually do really skate, but if you played a, a strategic game and you made it all the way there, does that does that mean that you de- deserve it less because you didn't go to elimination round? I don't I don't feel that you people feel like you have to prove yourself. Hell no, you prove yourself when you in that final. You know, elimination round, you go in there and it could go total opposite. We've seen we watched Jordan do it on free agents and get himself sent home. So. Now that they're they're forcing people to go in, I mean, I think it, I think it's it's just a it's a good new theme, you know. I think it's a it's a good new theme, but we're always going to find a, our ways around to try to go up against somebody who we think we could be do whatever the case may be. So yeah. I love it when people make it. I love it when people can make it all the way to the end and not see an elimination round. I really do. There's no hate, you know. Like if you made it all the way, you got the money. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, and, 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 and I think from a uh, challenge God's perspective, they're like, they're like, oh, well, you know, they're skating to the end and, you know, this has been happening forever, right? Historically, this is what happens. You're in the 35th season. You're now yeah. figuring out right. that the, that the, the, the fuel to the fire is going into some fucking badass elimination rounds. And now for two, back-to-back men's elimination rounds guess what the loophole's been sort of right two mother two big-ass motherfuckers going up against two smaller motherfuckers and the two smaller motherfuckers getting hurt yep yep wow yeah 100 percent. wow they're like you know go in and 
I think I remember at the uh, at the end of the episode, Fessy said like, uh, "Don't throw me in there because something or somebody else will get hurt." Yeah, and it's not even necessarily that he could get hurt though. Also, you know, so it's not to say that he could have got hurt. He could have got hurt against that with Jordan. Anybody could get hurt. So I yeah. I want to stay out of elimination rounds. I don't care about nobody's elimination round record or how many times they've been in there. That that doesn't even impress me. I want to stay out. And I see why people are terrified. Like, put yourself in our shoes. We're fucking uh, a 30-hour plane ride away from America. We're out there filming. And now, if you don't win this show, I got to go home with, with no money. You know, it's, it's a lot. So stay out of there. Stay out. You can't sleep the night before. You don't know what it's going to be. Like, it's a lot that we go through mentally. So hell no, I don't want to go through that. That's the worst. That's the worst sleep. And and leading up to this, are you like, leading up to this, this new format, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, At any point, are you like, well, I guess at some point, this hit me in the head because I was like, I was showing up for that you know, that mercenary elimination and I'm going to, and I was like, I'm going to put on the best fucking show that I'm like, I'm going to have the best. This is going to be without even knowing what it was. I'm like, my one job is to put on a show, but all the other seasons, bro, you're playing for now they're playing for a million dollars. I've never been like, Oh, let me go into an elimination and put on a show. Like, it's never been like that. I'm playing for a million dollars. I don't want to go into elimination. The show is the money at the end when I'm fucking don't have to work for a year, you know? A hundred percent. So, like I said, for, and so for someone like everybody who won last season, definitely deserve it. You know, CT played an incredible game. D, incredible. Jordan, it's the way he did it. Like, they all, they all deserve it. So, you know, hats off to them. And for those who, some people have to go into elimination rounds. Some don't. I don't ever want to see another elimination. I don't, I don't mean, I, like you said, I've proven myself, so I don't ever want to have to see one. If I do, then cool. But, you know, and it's, it's just the beauty of the game to see people get in, in there. I think that when when people talk shit and they haven't done any elimination rounds, it's like, wait a minute. You know, you haven't even proven shit. So you if you if you skip and made it to the final every time, you, all right, cool. But you haven't got your hands dirty yet. But if you could, if you, could you know, prevent it, man, stay the fuck up out of there. Who do you think uh, Wes and Johnny are waiting for? Like, if you had to put yourself in their mindset, you know, obviously it's situation specific. They want to have a good matchup as far as what the game is. But you're looking around. You've seen some of these new cats out there, the Swaggies and the Fessies and whatnot, and you see some familiar faces. Your Kyle's left. Your Corey's left. What do you think their plan of attack is? Who does Johnny have his eyes on? Um... Damn! I, before I even get to that, if if I was on that if I was on that uh, stage or whatever when they were doing it, I probably would have voted myself in there. Cause you saw the ring. Now me too. I'm like I yeah, see the ring. This I is probably my. What I'm like, fuck it. This right up my alley because I only want to risk it on some janky shit. Yeah. At this point, and and then it would kind of put the fear in one of them coming down there because. The people that win is kind of like, all right, you know, Fessy got Jordan and fucking Nelson got Bear. Imagine, imagine Derek walking down there, and I was like, "Damn, fuck!" You know, <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised neither of them wanted to go against Nelson here? No, Nelson's strong as hell. Nelson, yeah. is strong. Hey. Yeah, Nelson is. Nelson got like crazy strength. He could probably lift like refrigerators full of meat. I mean, he looks like he's straight out of the NFL combine. I mean, I don't know, yeah. how, like how large he is, but like as far as like with his shirt off, he's just shredded. 
Yeah, Nelson Nelson's pretty strong, but but for West, Bananas has done that before, so I knew he wouldn't go down there. He's gotten hurt doing it. And West, you know, you know what? The West, the West is not the West isn't the West from ten years ago. I'm not even the Leroy from ten years ago. Derek is a Derek from so he's not about to go down there and do nothing like that. West don't want to do that with nobody. He lost to both of those. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What was it like being a part of a big team dynamic as far as like, you know, you, you obviously made it work for you, but you know, I feel like you don't really see, see that, that type of play out of you a lot. I mean, was it kind of awkward being a part and kind of just dominating that game like you did? I mean, you weren't necessarily out there vocalizing a lot of the moves and whatnot, but you, you know, you were in lockstep agreement with obviously Cam and Carr and Paulie and you guys straight up dominated the whole game from a political standpoint. Is that something that's fun to be a part of? Like obviously you're succeeding but you're burning some bridges along the way. We watch it on TV and it plays a certain way to the viewers, but when you're going through it, is it validating in the moment to be part of such a dominating alliance when it's all kind of from the political standpoint and winning the the dailies? Yeah. So going into like last season, they, they basically put a bunch of people together. That's been fucking each other over for years. So they noted that it wasn't going to work. So the bananas never would, would have went home. I probably would have ended up going home too because the other they had the numbers, or no, we had the numbers first, and then the, then the numbers switched. So I had to make a decision. So now you're thinking that I'm, I'm I decided to partner up with somebody that Bananas absolutely hates outside of show. They hate each other, but I'm like I'm trying to get this money. So this is a business, you know. Let's let's do whatever. So the the other Americans on the team were upset that we we you know we are hiding behind our numbers. It's always been a numbers game. They're acting like this is something that's brand new. Oh, you guys are high behind your numbers. Listen, if the numbers were in, in their favor, then they wouldn't be crying. The numbers just happen to be, I just happen to be on, on the, on the right side. Obviously, I was on the wrong side because the UK won, but for the US side, I was on the right side. And that credit right there was just giving all to Pauly. Like, he was day in, day out, man, just politic and politic. And he was like, I just told him, said, listen, you know, because he lied to Bananas. He shook his hand and told him that he wouldn't throw him in, and then he, he ended up doing it. So at that point, I'm like, dude, I can't trust you. you telling me to align with you, and I just see you do this to my boy. So hell no. And I just made it very clear, like, you know, if you're lying, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a serious problem. And he said the same thing to me. You know, if, if I find out you lying to me, it's going to be a serious problem. And you can take that however you, however you want. Like, it would have been a serious problem outside of the show if he, if I would have cut a deal with him and then he would have screwed me over. So putting that trust in him and then him just doing his thing, it, it was cool. 
and a lot of people ask me like they feel like oh you know did you did, uh you backstab bananas by uh partner up with whoever even if even if bananas is mad about me uh working with paulie I don't care. I'm trying to get some money. That's the name of the game. It's not like me and Paulie are going to leave the show and we're going to be best friends to hang out every day. But if I had to, if I had to do it, I had to do it. And then, and the bananas had to do it. If he had to work with somebody I didn't like and he ended up making himself final and winning some money, I would probably hate that that other person won, but I would be happy that my boy got the bread. And that's probably the decision that bananas is in. He's like, fuck, you know? All right, Maniac, Scott here. More with the interview in just a minute. I just feel like I really need to update you guys on what we have going on over at patreon.com slash challenge mania and break down some of the benefits of joining the challenge mania pod squad. Just by joining the squad at any level, $1, $5, doesn't matter. You enter in our multiple giveaways a week. Whenever you want to comment and participate, I'm always giving away t-shirts, stickers, pins, and more. Anytime we post a Challenge Mania podcast a day or two early over at Patreon, which we do often, you get it and you get it without any of those electronically placed ads in it. You get all of our pre-sale codes for our live shows once those are back up and running, and you can participate in any of our contests like Survivor and Big Brother. We do a lot of fantasy contests during the year where you win tons of prizes. You can also enter to be on Meet the Patrons where we interview one of you guys, Challenge Mania style. You also get my new weekly voicemail show, Call Me Mania, where you can call and be part of the show you leave a question as a voicemail i answer the question live on the air it's really fun at the maniac level that's 15 dollars. you get the madhouse and all of our bonus podcasts we have done hundreds and hundreds of bonus podcasts and you instantly unlock all of them every week we break down total madness and this season we were joined by amazing guests like cara mark kenny leroy marie brad Darrell, kellyanne tony and more you can also hear live show audio like nashville miami and starting in july our diesel level patrons that's right diesel level patrons will be taking part in monthly interactive zoom calls with me and d we're talking two hour plus free-flowing conversations with games trivia rotating topics laughs gossip fantasy contests surprise cameos you never know who's gonna hop in the legion of zoom with me and d every month and our diesel level patrons that's a tier you might want to check out so head over to patreon.com slash challenge mania and figure out what tier is best for you all right thanks for listening to my spiel let's get back to the challenge mania interview dude so i i i saw that move coming from paulie a mile away like the yeah. car, car had something to do with it yeah we did we we seen it too so for for me even as everything was happening i remember having a conversation with nani and she's like yo the numbers have had, had flipped and i was for with bananas i'm always riding with him whether he's wrong whatever the case would be like listen bro you you my brother you know Let's let's go. Sometimes it's good with him, and sometimes it's bad. But when he was gone, it happens. It's happened quite often where he's had he's left the show, and I've been there, had to had to figure it out for myself. And sometimes it's better if I'm not there with bananas. You know what I mean? For his, it probably makes his game a little bit better because now he's able to make other alliances with other people. So if there was a season I did without him, it maybe who knows it would make it better. But uh, yeah, that was a tough one, man. That was a tough one for sure. Well, I, I think I think Kara had a played a big role in making that happen. Like like being like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like you don't know yeah. how we how he yeah. played me or treated me or whatever. You're you you're really gonna fucking let him I thought Paulie obviously afterwards you guys, you know, you know, made all the moves and you ended up being like that that flip that flip vote, you know, that extra number, that seven versus six number. Um you know, like I think she played a big role in, you know, making that that Johnny move. As in, like I think what it seemed like is like Cam played a big role in you fucking going over to that side 
which probably made it easier. Nah, are you talking about after Johnny left? Yeah. No, nah, because at that time, I don't even know if me and Cam and I were uh, hooking up. I'll, this is the way I looked at it. The reason I chose Paulie and them because on the other side, it was Zach, Josh, and Jordan. There's only three guys that's going to make it to a final. So I know that I'm the I'm the last guy on the on the list for them. So if mm. anybody has to go in, it's going to be Leroy. So if it's Leroy, so you could go be fourth on their list, or you could be Paulie's number one. So mm-hmm. that that was my reason for not going with uh, because I don't have like I said I, I don't have a problem with uh, Jordan. Uh, me and Zach have had our differences or whatever, but so hell no. Why would I go? Why would be, those guys were already and they all stayed in the same room. They all were, all, you know, they, that's who they wanted to take to the final. They wasn't trying to take me to the final. Mm-hmm. You know, they thought I sucked. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ride it out with Paulie. Why would I go be somebody's number four when I could be somebody's number one? So that's what, that's what that came down to. So if, if I knew that I could trust Jordan them in that game and they wouldn't screw me over at the time, then yeah. And the way things are looking, it just, it all looked, it all looked, you know, pretty shifty. And what made me feel more confident with my decision with Paulie is because I knew that he had to fuck and he he would have to pay for it if he if he screwed me because I never done nothing to him you know him and bananas had whatever type of beef so for you to to shake my hand as a man and lie straight to my face that would uh that would have definitely been a problem and I think it would have been the same for me if I would have did that like he would have seen me outside of the show he probably would have tried to move my ass. Gotta love Leroy. He's a really fun person to talk to. Wears his heart on his sleeve. And uh, you can tell, look, we, we reached out to him after War of the Worlds 2. Wasn't really up to coming on and talking about it. But now, a little bit of separation. He was happy to join us in the Madhouse. Break down a season that his best buddy is straight running in the form of Johnny Bananas. And also talk a little bit about War of the Worlds 2. It's a great interview. I really, I, I encourage you, look, that's worth the price of admission alone. Head over to Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania and listen to the Madhouse with Leroy Garrett. We get into a lot of other stuff. Stuff. I didn't even want to post here, but we do get into a lot of other stuff. A lot of people he knows very, very well um, that, uh, you know, stuff unfolded with them. Some of his cohorts from the Las Vegas area um, that were involved in this season, both directly and tangentially. He weighs in on that, but that's not to be posted here. All right. Next up is another member of his alliance from War of the Worlds 2. Cara Maria Sorbello, one of our favorite guests to have here, but I was honestly surprised it was so fun talking to her about a season she wasn't on. You can hear like the positivity and the optimism in her voice that I think sometimes gets stripped from her by the time she gets to the end of one of these things and the end of one of these press cycles and everything and a lot of the toxicity online that sometimes comes with her edit and her narrative, but had a lot of fun talking to Cara just about Casey and Bailey and people she has no history with and watching this season, breaking down the Red Skull twist. I think she's the reason they implemented this Red Skull twist is the past couple seasons that she's played on the challenge. So we talked to her about that, get her perspective there. Really fun stuff. And as I said, look, it's essentially a second Challenge Mania interview that you get over at patreon.com slash Challenge Mania, except it's targeted towards that week's episode, which I really like. And stuff comes out about the person and their past as well. It's like a really cool way to attack sort of their mentality through the guise of that week's episode. So instead of making it all about Cara, 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 or Leroy, 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 yeah, we're talking about Johnny and Wes and their alliance. We're talking about the Red Skull twist, but you do get a lot of insight into that person's mentality as a challenger, into their history in the game, into their relationships with these people. You get it through the lens of them breaking down this film, which I think is really cool. I think it frees them up a little bit from being too close to it, too connected to it at times. 
Speaking of being too connected, there's no such thing as being too connected to me and D. You know that we love going around the country, meeting you guys at Challenge Mania Lives and stuff like that. And we're super sad we can't do that. We just had to cancel our Dallas event. And uh, we do still technically have one on the calendar, Flagstaff, Arizona in September. Who knows if that'll happen? Who knows when we will physically be in the same room with you guys again? But we will virtually be in the same room with our diesel level patrons and above. We are starting monthly Zoom calls, the Legion of Zoom. What a rush. If you're a diesel level patron or above, So if you're savage and also if you're OG, you are grandfathered in as well or godfathered in as well, I should say. Once a month, D and I are going to hop on Zoom. We're going to do like a two-hour party call where it's going to be intimate. Look, it's not going to be a huge crowd. Like right now, like if, you know, right now it's going to be about 20, 30 people, you know, which is for me for a two-hour discussion, debate, interactive thing. And as people, you know, continue to add and subscribe, we might add to the, we hope to add to the diesel level patrons. However, I'm telling you the number because I want you to know how much quality time you're going to have with me and D. It's not going to be all thousand of our patrons approximately on a call with us. It's going to be diesel level patrons and above. We're gonna do games. We're gonna, you know, I'm talking like interactive games, sort of like you know, challenge. Like, obviously, we're not gonna be doing tug of war, but you know, there's a lot of fun games you can play online. We're gonna try to get everybody involved. Trivia. I'm gonna be doing giveaways, contests, unannounced cameos. We're gonna have people pop in. You know, D and I, we have a lot of people like a little bit of a text away who we're gonna have pop into the Zoom calls. You never know who's gonna show up. Um, there's gonna be a full fledged discussion, debate. We're gonna involve you guys in decisions we're making for like the upcoming uh, round of Hall of fame nominations we're going to be kind of breaking that down and figuring all the ducks out in a row on our zoom calls with you guys someone suggested doing a fantasy draft we're going to do a fantasy draft with everybody on the zoom call where we draft who can come up with like the best challenge squad you know everyone will get to draft like five people from you know from every year of the challenge we'll see what happens there and guys, all bets are off. There's no rules here. It's going to be fun. We hope everybody who likes to, you know, cracks a beer, cracks a vodka soda, has it on the table. We have a lot of fun. It's the type of thing where people are going to be able to suggest stuff and everybody goes for it. We'll just, we'll go with it. Um, there's not necessarily a time limit. I'm saying they're going to be at least two hours. Who knows? You know, we're going to have a lot of fun. We've scheduled the first one for this uh, the last Sunday, I should say, of July, July 26th. So ample time to sign up and become a diesel level patron or savage level patron if you want the free tickets or a OG level patron if you want the backstage access. Either way, Diesel, Savage, OG, you're all invited to the Legion of Zoom Sunday, July 26th. It's going to be Derek and myself for sure, but who knows who might pop in for a little bit. And these are going to be really fun. This is going to be, honestly, you come to a Challenge Mania Live, we do the meet and greet, and then we do the live show with a panel. This is different. This is like you guys being a part of a team meeting, a discussion, a podcast, all at once, a game night. You know, it's going to be really, really fun. They're going to get better and more evolved as we go and come up with new ideas and see what work see what sticks so give it a shot i think july will be a really fun month to do it obviously getting down to the wire here with uh total madness i think really nicely that zoom call is going to slot in right around the time of the finale or the reunion so we'll have a ton to discuss sunday july 26th and it's going to be from 8 p.m to 10 p.m approximately but we're going to have a hard start time of 8 p.m uh eastern time on sunday july 26th put it in your calendar we want to see as many of you guys there as possible all right Let's get to Miss Carmaria Sorbello with a little bit of a cameo from Pauly Calafiori. Remember, you can get both of their gear, Cara and Pauly, over at ChallengeMania.shop. All right, let's see what's up with Miss Sorbello, what she's been doing with her season off. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ass off. So everything that has happened, um, he's only become stronger for it. And I'm really proud of everything that he's accomplishing. And I think that um, when you do, if you do see him again, like in the challenge world, um, I think a lot of people will be surprised to find themselves rooting for him again. I think he's going to come back a brand new, stronger man and a, a lot better for this time off. And as far as me, um, I, too, am a whole new woman. I can tell you that much. Um, I have been able to take this time uh, to be able to spend more time with my horse. And that's like the most important thing in the world to me because she during the time when, you know, I would have left to film. Um, it was like the hardest winter that I've ever had to get her through, not because of the weather, but because of her health issues. And if I wasn't here, I don't think she would have made made it through. So I've been able to, you know, I was like on the floor bawling my eyes out thinking I was going to lose her and I was able to get her through it. Um, she's slow as fuck. Like she is just slowing down a lot and I'm just bracing myself. She's 30 years old. Um, she's got arthritis. She's got, you know, leg issues and it's hard to keep weight on her no matter how much money I spend on all the most expensive fat supplements I can find. And I keep up with her teeth and I keep up with her health and but, you know, I'm, she's old and I'm just thankful for the time I've spent with her. And then other than that, I've been, I've been able to work on my painting. I've been able to work on getting my body back, even though during quarantine, the gym was closed. Like I've still have been able to go on hikes and go running and practice math and just do all the things that I didn't have the time for. And I was just losing myself. I was just losing myself down a spiral of bad things in, you know, with the challenge world. And I'm so, so thankful to find myself again and, and have my light and my happiness. Like I, I'm, I'm me again and it feels amazing. Something that comes with, you know, your grueling schedule of never really taking one off is I've yeah. noticed this because you are always so uh, generous with your time with us that like, on these seasons that like you would win vendettas, but you'd already be away filming final reckoning. So like when you would be there to enjoy the reunion or your win, you'd already be off filming the next one. And that sort of schedule, right? Right. I don't think I, I don't think I would have enjoyed watching that vendettas reunion. The reunion would have been rough for you, but like, for instance, like, you know, say you had hypothetically won and you did win some money on dirty 30, like on that reunion, you found out you won money, you know, live, like kind of thing, like, you know, stuff like that, where you're off to the next one. Whereas this yeah. season, awkwardly and ironically enough, the first one that you take off, uh, you know, obviously it sucks, but we're all sitting at home, middle of a pandemic. No one has anywhere to go, anything to do, and everyone's probably going to get to watch this entire thing play out from the comfort of their couch. They're, they have nothing to do but podcasts and appearance and us weekly interviews. So oddly enough, the one season you took off would have been the one that you probably would have been the most delighted to take part in the, the viewing of. You know what I mean? Um, I'm really thankful I sat this one out. I really am. I have no regrets. 
I'll just leave it at that. That's awesome. No, no, you can't. There's no way you could leave it at that. <laughs> what kind of a fucking planet are we living on? Honestly, no I, don't, I don't have That's to say that. a word for everybody to know and understand what a blessing this has been, and even more so as every day goes on. So I'm just going to... I'm just really happy. That's all. But what? Uh, no, but why? I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like put my, my, my mind into like Kara's gameplay. Kara would go in here and, and what? They would like, what? I mean, if, if I was on this I season, I guess, um, the, the benefits would be that I could hopefully add to my elimination record. Um, cause the point, the purpose of, you know, usually every challenge is not to go into elimination. So with the red skull twist, it's to go into elimination. Um, so hopefully with that, um, I'd be able to add to mine cause there would be a reason to go into the elimination. Um, but, and I, and I probably definitely would go into a lot of them because I feel like, um, with the, the people that are there, mm-hmm. um, it would have been kind of stacked for me to have been in a J situation, I guess. Just so if I, even if I got my red skull, I would have probably earned hopefully a few more before I either made it to a final or went home, you know? So, but at least at the end of the day, I could have, you know, pumped up my elimination numbers, which would have been nice. So you, yes. Yeah, so, so you think you would have been targeted? And, Duh. And, I mean, and, either targeted or I probably just would have voted myself in before anybody got to say my name, to be honest. I would have begged. I would have been like, I'll just go in. Hey, everybody just ha, takes away them being like, haha, I'm saying Carl, I'll just say it myself. <laughs> who, who, who would you who would you want to uh, who would you want to play against? Who would you want to, you know, put, would you go against an easy option or would you go up going against a hard option? And would you go in early or would you go in later? I would honestly go in early, like immediately, because I've I've proven all I need to prove at this point. And even if the Red Skull twist isn't there on another season that I may or may not be on, like there's really like what what do I have? What what else do I have to do now? I've made it to enough finals in a row, and those aren't uh, really all they're cracked up to be. So I might as well just go in. So really, I've yeah. So I probably just would have tried to go in early. And as far as who I'd go in against. Um, it really doesn't matter. Cause to me, it's always been about, and I, you know, people try to rally, like, I want to go against this person. I want to go against this person. To me, it's like the reason people think of eliminations, they're like, yeah, it's going to be a banger. Yeah. It's going to be like a whole brawl, you know, and that's what people think of when they think of giving people credit for eliminations. Whereas, you know, and then giving people shit for not wanting to go into elimination, but really with all the eliminations I've been in and all the ones I've seen, they're mostly a crapshoot. So you could go in with an Adonis phenomenal endurance, everything in the world, and, you know, it could be some sort of a, a random chance at luck thing, like uh, Ashley's first elimination mm-hmm. she had this season. Yep. She just didn't hit the right skulls. And it's like, does that make her any better or worse of a competitor? Because we've seen her run up a mountain and had to crush a puzzle. And she killed that, but because she didn't hit the right skulls at the right, you know, the, the right ones that had the thingy in it that she needed, I guess. Like, so it's like eliminations are so freaking chancy that you can't go in that, you know, people making fun of people for not wanting to go in them. It's like, cause you don't know what you're going to do. And then if you do go in, you could break an arm. I've done that. And that doesn't bode well for if you actually have that broken arm and you still get to a final. Now you're still at a disadvantage. So it's like. It is what it is, so that's why the, who I'd go against doesn't matter. We I don't know if we're allowed to say her name, but 
you know, I guess I, I heard Dee and Maddie had to go against each other. I we can say her name on this podcast. Okay, okay. you're not going to edit it out? No, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but I heard, you know, when you look at them on paper, people will be like, oh, Maddie's going to crush Dee. She's going to step all over like an, like an ant. And it's like, like I said, I didn't see the elimination, but I heard kind of the basis of it. Um, it was literally and, digging yourself out of your own grave, which ironically D could not do last week in real life. But last week she did do in the final against Maddie. And you're right. It's like, it's one of those things yes. where that is tailor made for someone like D smaller, you know, probably, you know, Maddie, I probably getting a little bit more claustrophobic in the condensed space. You know, we heard from Theo last season when he got put in a cage to go against Johnny and he's six foot 10 or whatever the hell he is. So it's like, then, yeah, it's like you never know what you're going to have to do. And so it really, to me, it doesn't matter who you go against because you're just going to give it your best and it's either your day or it's not your day. It's either luck or chance or skill or strength. And, yeah, it does suck. It would suck for, you know, someone like D or, say, Natalie, for example, when she had to go against someone like Maddie. Like the size discrepancy does suck in situations like that. But – for the most part, um, you just take take whatever comes, I guess. Yep, and that's yep, how but- I am. Like, I never want to call anybody out. I never <laughs> want to pick the person I go against because I would rather have fate dictate it, and then I just do my, my job. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you can say that you can say that all you want. You can you can say, oh, they're all so chancy. They're all they're not all fifty fifty. They're uh, each no, one I of know. these, all, all of these. Like I'm looking at Cara right now, Cara versus whoever at any at all the games that we've seen in the female eliminations, and I'm thinking the only one that that Cara, ironically, she mentions the one that is is the only one that she may lose at because it's kind of chancy, kind of lucky. Um you know, is the, is the Ashley versus D one? Because that was like, uh, who the fuck knows if you hit the but right. I'm saying that's, mm-hmm. that's a possibility. That's the so one. If, if you right. go into an elimination, that is a possibility that you will get one of those. I think mm-hmm. there's uh, more of those this season than uh, honestly. And I don't know if they made the choice to do this because eliminations were essentially mandatory, but that's just on the female end. On the male end, the elimination that Wes and Johnny had where you're looking for the batteries and the thing, like the elimination that CT and uh, and Jay had like all these have been pretty non directly physical. They've obviously been taxing physically, but they haven't been the direct head to head. The one tonight as well. Like yeah. I-, I would say, I mean, have we ever gone this far into a season where there was one pole wrestle and then the one balls in and that's it? We haven't seen Hall Brawl yet. You can imagine they're saving it, but I I even feel like some of the off brand eliminations normally there's a higher percentage of physical ones than this season. I wonder if they were worried because they were essentially making people go in that they kind of even the playing field a little bit to the de- probably to the detriment of the season if you ask me I'm, I'm a little like uh i'm not sold on the red skull twist i don't know if maybe it wasn't executed it could have been executed better um i think in theory it sounded good but to be honest I've, i got i got to watch maybe two full episodes so far well, some um, think you're like the Shaquille O'Neal of this rule. Like, you know, they they needed to change the intentional foul <laughs> rule because of Shaq. Uh, and I think they, after a while there, thought, and not just specifically you, but like your alliance last season and similar alliances or players who have managed to win seasons without proving themselves during the season. I would have, I would argue that they almost made this rule for players like yourself last season. And, and, and you weren't even there to play. That- 
I, I as well would argue that making it to a final proves that you earned your way to the final. Anybody, however they made it. Devin, look at um Devin Simone on uh, final whatever that what was it free agents her making it there and that she never had to see an elimination even with the the twist because she lucked and you know she had politics and she had luck when she needed it and you can say oh she didn't deserve to be there but i feel that no matter how you get there in the end however you got there whether you politicked or luck just happened to be on your side and you didn't flip the right you didn't flip the kill card like i did every time um you know you you did it devin Simone did better than I did on free agents, but people remember me because of all the eliminations I went into, but she made it to the final. She got third place. She did better than me. So she should get more credit than me because I failed. I failed because I flipped the kill card. I failed because I didn't win the right challenge to protect myself. Being an elimination is for failing. It's a failure that you end up there. Dude, people remember D from the, the season that you won, Vendetta's. Like, you won, so people remember you. But Zach came in second. I would argue people remember Derek, who wasn't even on that season. Because of the elimination. Because of the one elimination he did with Joss. Like, we're selling t-shirts epic. of that now. Exactly. It just came in second in the elimination of the, you know, the best elimination ever bracket that the challenge put on. Uh Zach came in second because he quote-unquote, to use TJ's term, skated there, you don't have the visual of, you know, you don't have the highlight package. You sort of forget who comes in second and third and who plays the smart the smart political game. I'm sure and as— And Zach did that. Zach, again, he made it to War of the Worlds 2 and didn't have to see an elimination as well. I don't remember the last time we've seen Zach in an elimination, but people like for some reason to uh, pick on me. <laughs> yeah, well, but there's plenty of people that didn't that also didn't see it. And that's because they played the game correctly. But back to the the twist, which, you know, it could have been because of Team USA playing the game way too well. Um, so because of us playing the game too well, um, they created this Red Skull twist. So yep. you're welcome, all the fans who asked for it. But I don't think it was executed correctly because, mm-hmm. um, number one, somebody like Jay had to go in multiple times and even though even though he won his red skull and then does he get say he did go he kept going in all the way to the end does he get some kind of a bonus in assume the final no. like assume from getting does that not. many red skulls yeah, he or does, not. does he get any if you win the red skull do you also get an advantage in the next challenge no you do not it's like nope so and then you're able to go in multiple times I think is a failure. And I also think in terms of watching the show on the two episodes that I saw, I'm, I'm, I don't mean I'm slightly bored with the people will happily volunteering. Like don't you guys, Cara, you've done so many of these seasons, right? This isn't the first twist, right? So tell me if I'm right in this assessment, you guys as cast members, you're not the brightest tools in the shed, but you've played this specific game so many times that when they throw a twist at you, it takes you guys six hours of talking by a campfire to figure out how to make the twist work for you. So like, yes, for an hour, it was, Oh my God, we have to go into elimination. But once they realized if you have the numbers, you 
get to pick who you go against and when now it's the opposite. So instead of not wanting to go into elimination, you see episodes like this where Corey and Kyle are fighting over it. And Josh is begging for people to have to like show their cards in a deliberation because it's so boring that we're watching people just, you know, Ooh, me, me, me. I want to go in. I want to go in. And so it kind of just flips the challenge on its ass. I've seen this many times on the show. Whatever the rule is, you guys figure out what it is. The blind, remember the blind vote? Remember the season where it was a blind vote? And if you could, you voted for a team and once they got voted in, they could only pick teams from the teams that voted them. You guys figured out that if we make sure we don't vote for the team that goes in, we can never get voted in and it screwed everything up and people were burning votes on Shane all the time or whatever and just for fun. And so it's like, I think what happens with these twists is then the challenge gods get scared and never do it again. No, you need to do it once. Let the Johnnies and the Wesses and the masterminds figure out the weird way to bullshit it. Fine. This season's going to be the casualty. Then come out yeah. the next season with the twist, with the skull, sure. with all the things you learned. And I hope they sure. do that and they don't get scared. Sure. I, I totally <clears throat> agree with that. I think it could be a learning, a learning lesson. Cause I, I feel like the red skull twist could be, it's a good idea in theory, but I do find, like I said, watching people arguing to go in boring because when the person doesn't go in, it's like, oh, shucks, I guess I'd, they don't really want to go in anyway. Let's be real, even though they know they have to. And it's like more fun when you're watching people scurry around being like, oh, no, don't vote me. And I promise I'll do like it's more underhanded, more political, more um, people get pissed off at each other. And you see people's real angry, evil, true colors come out when you're trying not to go into elimination. But then when you're standing there being like, pick me to go in and somebody doesn't pick you. It's well, not to me. It just doesn't do it for me. But I, I hope everybody else is enjoying it. I guess you know. Well, you got to remember that the challenge gods are just people. You know, like you know, if if they it's it would be like making up a game, a board game, sure, and, and then and then like you know having it be on sale, like like Monopoly or something, and having it's, it be on sale forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. But it, you're just constantly recreating and recreating and recreating. And I think you know Scott's right. Like what ends up happening and what loses the excitement for you is that when our dumbasses, the professional oh, assholes. Yeah. Yep. Figure out the rules and we're yep. all sitting by the fire and we're like, ah, I figured this shit out, you know? And then what happens is the flaw in the game is, 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 is now us being like, okay, I'm Rogan. I want to pick the weakest guy and hopefully I get the fucking, the, 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 uh, you know, the, the physical elimination against the smallest guy, you know? Um, same thing with Fessy. It's like, well, you know, hopefully I do get one of the weak, weaker guys. And it's a, it's, it's a, uh, a physical elimination. And then these two assholes go, yes, we're going to set you up exactly the way we need to, to get this motherfucker out of the game, you know? So it's like the, the flaw in the system is being like, okay, let, let me put my strong suit against this person's weak suit. And if I get enough votes to agree with me, then I I can go I can put myself up against someone that I can you know quite possibly easily beat. You think today Corey and, and Swaggy Corey wanted Swaggy, Swaggy just you know I think wanted Corey more than he wanted I don't know one of the other guys. You know so you it's know like what I miss I miss the days of when you come like the days of really seeing 
what team comes in first and what team comes in last. I miss the days of there literally being your fate is in the hands of that one power couple. And if that, those two people don't like you, you're, you're screwed. Or if you come in last place, you're automatically in. I feel like last place should, should totally automatically be in because otherwise it starts getting muddy. Like who's, who's really winning, who's doing well. It kind of just muddies up in the playing field, you know? And I feel like as far as, um, you know, those eliminations you were just talking about, Derek, that's not what loses me because you still see a good show. Eliminations are always a good show, no matter who's going against who, even if it's someone really big going against someone really small, then just watch them get destroyed usually. But unless it's, you know, someone like you or you, there's always, the, there's always the exceptions to the rule, but, um, it's the politics of staying out of it that really show how sneaky and underhanded and evil and manipulative people could be. Like, that's the fun of it. Whereas when people are volunteering to go in and manipulating who they go against, that's not really what loses it for me. I mean, I hear, I hear, um, I think Polly, you know, is like friends with Casey. And uh, from what I hear, she's just a, she's a really good athlete. How still in tune is Paulie to the Big Brother world? Like, I know you're going to say, oh, he'll come on and talk to you. I want your assessment of this because this past few weeks, I don't know if you know this, but um, there are rumors of a Big Brother all-star season coming up. A lot of Big Brother rumors are a flutter. The cast members are out there kind of campaigning for each other, gossiping who would go on, blah, blah, blah. And Paulie, to me, is now a challenger, right? And I know that's like sort of more the show he was born to do, his athleticism, yeah. his competitiveness, etc. Obviously, but that being said, I would love to know in a month like this where Big Brother is making headlines, everybody's making the calls, this and that. I know a lot of people from his season, Paul, who ended up, you know, being someone he worked with closely on that season, but ended up coming in second. Uh, Nicole, like all these people are sort of back in the mix again. Does Paulie sort of kind of dive into that stuff a little bit? Do you see him talking Big Brother a little more? Where does he stand? I think when it comes to Paul and Big Brother, I think he definitely has his connections. I think um, I think Paulie is definitely like his heart is in challenges for sure. I think he wants so badly for his win and to compete, and I feel like the challenge is more of an environment where he can thrive for sure. Um, Big Brother is definitely a different game. But like I like you said, I was gonna say, I think you can really pick his brain when you talk to him. I like that. You were gonna say, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Has Um, he been talking about Big Brother a little bit more the past couple weeks? I feel like probably right. You know, I might have heard Big Brother come up a little bit, but uh, I, I don't eavesdrop. Uh, but yeah, Casey is a badass. She it was, honestly, though, it, what's interesting about her is she's sort of the opposite of of Paulie in that, like, she won Big Brother. Um, she sort of is the rare person was to that win. A burn? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because because in the in the essence of like, so Paulie to me was she like won. So Casey won Big Brother. She won Big Brother, but like not no. in a flashy way. Like this guy Tyler came in, played this like great socially manipulative game. Like was working multiple alliances, had a showman's the whole deal. Casey comes in, just very well liked, not rustling any feathers, just winning comps when she needs to, not pissing anybody off. Ends up winning the jury vote. It seems that you know what that seems like a familiar story. I heard. Like that, you know, it's always the person that comes in and doesn't ruffle any feathers. And then the other person plays all like 
the hard game moves, but pisses people off, and then nobody, and then people vote for the other person. That's the problem with a jury-based show. So, like, yeah. I, I think probably why a guy like Paulie, who, as we all know and love him for, can be like a polarizing individual. Like, He's a feather when it comes down to the end of a challenge, if you can run up a hill, if you can do the canoeing, you're going to win. Whereas on on Big Brother, doesn't matter how many canoes you canoe, if yeah. they if six people vote for you instead of five or vice versa, you're losing. So, unfortunately. That's happened the last, to me, the last three seasons of Big Brother were won by, to me, the wrong person. Um, I I don't know anything about Big Brother. I actually really have never seen, like, an actual season. I caught a couple episodes because his family watches it. So when I was in Jersey with them, they would tune in. But I, I actually still don't really get it. Uh, I'll tell you, I, it, it's it's a big social game. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. They play like little, they play these little like carnival games here and there that are not n- anywhere near as physical as uh, as the challenges, competitions. But it's mainly a, a, a political game. So, like Scott said, if there's six six or seven people in the house that don't like you, I, I, I you know, you're you're probably going to be out of the game. So, well, uh, of- Casey Casey's playing a very the, almost the same exact Big Brother yeah. game as she's I, I playing on the challenge. I hear she's extremely well liked, but I also caught the tail end of a preview with her getting into a little fight with Bailey. Am I, did I see that correctly? Yes, yep. yes, that was in the trailer. Uh, Bailey definitely coming in hot in that trailer, which to me, so, look, I, I love that, you know, you wonder, you know, now she loses Swaggy. Is it due to that? Uh, Who knows? But I love, cause she even said, like, when he's leaving, she's like, up, oh, this probably isn't going to go well for me. Or like, I'm probably, I'm probably going to go nuts now. And well, like, she'll be, she'll also be an easier target. I want to say an easier target now, cause she's kind of on her own ish, but, the, if you're, the point is to volunteer yourself in, I don't really know. I, I don't, you know. Well, let me let me put it to you this way. So at, at the at the beginning of this episode, they're like, oh man, this is this, uh, you know, th- it's it's just like the Big Brother house, you know. Uh, I, I remember why I fell in love with them in the Big Brother house. It was mm-hmm. just me and him, and look, here we go again. It's just me and him. You know. So you know. I, I relate to her though, because I, I, and I, it's, it's tough because I'm not, you know, I haven't known Polly as long as she's known Swaggy and I haven't been in a relationship as long, but I remember on War of the Worlds one, when Polly didn't even get the chance at an elimination, he just got purged being the first one to go and that crazy elimination, that crazy purge challenge that we had. And I remember, you know, after working with him and spending all my time with him and him being gone, it was just like, it was just a game changer. It took, and it was at the very end of the game and it took time for me to be like, okay, get your head right. You got to get, you know, you got to get to this final still. So it's, I can, I can see, you know, from her perspective, absolutely. That's going to be tough for her Yeah, losing her person. Yeah. And they're, they're rookies. So, you know, and they've, they've been playing pretty good as far as like a, a, a being a good duo goes. Yeah. He wins, he wins one, she wins one, he yeah, wins one, she wins one. And, and so, and it works out because you always have an ally on, on the other side. Yeah. And here we see at the end of this, you know, it would, I would imagine that it was both their ideas for, for Bailey to put swag in, but how, yeah. you know, how, how poetic is it that, his wife is literally the one that puts the dagger inside her husband. Not really. That was Swaggy. If Swaggy didn't want to go into that one or yeah, decided you're right. he didn't want to you're go right. against, you know, he could have said, you're never right. mind, you know, pick Kyle or pick Josh, yep. you know, and I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll sit this one out. I'll wait for the yeah, next one. Yeah, I would one. call it a dagger, it D. Was, it, was, no. it, it was, it was, it was, yeah, you're right. I, I, 
I just the it was for me. It's it's not a dagger, but it was like the final push, right? Like all right, I I what, whatever it is, it's like we're on the same page. I got you, but it's still her voice is the final is the final straw. Like at the at the last it's second, she ceremonial at that point. Yeah, but he wanted it. So yes, not, yeah, ceremonial. He wanted to go in. It was ceremonial. Like, all right. Ceremony. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say poetic, but, or Shakespearean, but it's, it's, it's not, uh, I feel like we've used that word too many times. I'm curious. Like I said, like with Kate, what's it, Casey? With Casey being so like unproblematic and liked by literally everybody, I'm, now I want to know, like, why is, especially Bailey being a big brother person, like, what are they fighting about? Like, now I actually, right. oh, maybe I'll watch next episode. Well, <laughs> it, it's Nani, it's Nani, and, and it really feels, the trailer really feels like it's, uh, you know, two-thirds of the way trailer. You know how they got, like, the midway, the, the midway point trailer, uh, or the mid-season trailer? It really feels like it's the two-thirds of the way season trailer. Um, and, and you do actually see Casey... Uh, are, or Bailey coming at Casey and Nani coming at Bailey. So, you know, maybe there's something, you know, going on there with that. But it just feels like with that trailer that there's so much more of the season left. Like it, it could have passed as a mid-season trailer, right? Hey, I hope there's a ton left because, well, look, we're, what are we, June? I just, Middle of we June? just need a lot more Melissa. That's all I need. We need a lot <laughs> more television. Give the people what they want. Melissa and Vienna, man. So, I'm here for that duo. So Melissa's got to still go in, right? Like, do you feel like, He's you know, in, like four, three or four months pregnant? Yeah. When she goes yep. in. Yep. That is I don't know. If like, it, I don't know if it's two. I don't know if it's three or four months. Right. I mean, it's got to. It, yeah. At least That's gotta, by the time that they whenever the next golden day week. is or how long it would have been. And, by the, and, you know, if she got pregnant before the challenge. That's about three or four months pregnant. It, it feels like they're six weeks into the challenge. Yeah, and remember it, she didn't get pregnant. Time. She didn't get pregnant the day before. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, so I was think. So I'm thinking maybe she became. You know, maybe it's like the nine well, weeks is three about months. Two months pregnant. I'm going with about three by the time she goes yeah, in. Dude, Who knows? D nine okay. weeks is three months. Okay, yeah. so okay, okay, cool. So let's just say right now, because the big like, oh, scare right now is I got to go in. I got to get my red skull. If I don't go in now, I may never get the chance to go in. And, yeah. and it's all your fault if I don't get a chance to go in, even though he's mentioning his kid during the deliberation. You know, well, what about me? Blah, 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 blah. You know, West throws himself in last week because or two weeks ago because, you know, he thinks that there's some kind of humongous purge coming. Right. Mm-hmm. So hypothetically speaking, I'm thinking that there's at least one more guys and girls elimination left. That trailer leaves. I agree that there's a you know three weeks left, and then some crazy purge. Who knows? Like we always we always anticipate a purge. You now know. are the pur is the purge going to be everyone who doesn't have a skull, or will the, will there be people who have skulls who have to go? Who, into who a doesn't? Purge? What what girl doesn't have a skull so far? Is it so just, is there Casey, three? Casey, Nani, and Bailey, and Melissa, so four. No. Four? Right, is there so another person? Hold on, you're asking who doesn't, right? Because right now we have to come up with the matchups of yeah. who could potentially go in. And the only two guys, and we'll get to the girls in a second, the only two guys now that don't have a red skull are Kyle and Josh. How so, is that possible when they put the same guy in three times, or three times already in oh, a row? Oh, yes, it is two, yeah. 
it, How because did that they did, math work. They did a double elimination. They did a double elimination with uh, for the guys. Oh, right. Okay, so that's why there's four girls that still so, need it. So how? Yeah. So how many? Because cause it was guy day, girl day, guy day, girl day, or week, whatever. So there's probably four girls left without skulls. So I'm just assuming that Josh and Kyle are the next elimination. I think it's safe to say the way, you know, everyone's been diplomatic. But why? So Lindsay turns to me tonight and while we're watching this and she goes, why isn't the object of the game to force two people with skulls in against each other? Like, right? Like, shouldn't that, right? Like, break it down, right? If you're, say, someone with a skull, you're in the tribunal, wouldn't it be your goal not to oh, hook up someone else with a skull? Why aren't we pu- right? Like, why wow, aren't we? Wow, who was that? that? That's smart. Was that Polly? Yeah, that was Polly Peanut he Gallery. Was, because well, he just—he heard. I guess he heard something yeah, that really I, resonated. No, I, yeah, I walk by and hear Scott say that. The yeah. whole point of the game for me would have been to only throw the people with skulls in and try and see if I could eliminate like eight dudes before a final. Right. Why all is right, it not right, Johnny right. versus Rogan okay. next week? Okay. That should be the goal. Johnny versus Rogan. But you know what they would do? If that, if that was the case, then, then a rule would get chucked in at the end. Like if Paulie did that successfully, all of a sudden there'd be a rule that if you have a certain amount of skulls, you can't go in anymore. Like there would be some kink in the chain. This is the same thing that I was going to tell Scott. To tell, to, you know, respond to Lindsay's. I'm gonna respond the same way to Paulie. Do you wanna fight everybody all the way to the end? Have you, you not wanna seen Paulie on the show? I'm just, that's what I'm saying. If you, if, if you want to argue with people to, to, for that to happen for the first three, four, five weeks, you know, for that to happen, like, I just think that there's going to be problems there be a rule change. He, Polly doesn't shy from from problems. Like he'll 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 face things. Dude, this whole on, season, but... it goes back to me feeling like this whole season was one big happy family because no matter who is in the tribunal, they sit there and they're like, "All right, so Steve, who do you want to go against?" Well, I'd really like to go against James. I think I'd like to go yeah. against James. Okay, yes. cool. Like, how come it isn't? I got in the tribunal, <laughs> so I get to pick what two guys with skulls go against each other. You know. Because nobody's making any power plays. It's just going with the flow from what yeah, because, I hear. Because why, why do you give a fuck if you've already got a red skull? Like, who cares? I don't, then, you know what we're I mean? It's pot, like, Derek, otherwise we're bored. Okay, there you go. Okay, okay. For my if entertainment, you, that's okay. why. Exactly. <laughs> so if you want to bring the entertainment factor in the name of the game is to, you know, make, you know, sparks fly and fireworks go here and there and everywhere and like that's the goal of this show you're still going to put a target on your back if you're the fire starter what's the target so, that you go back into elimination like where everybody wants to go anyways it it doesn't matter if nobody wants to particularly go against no, you like no but i don't know the goal the goal is to win a million dollars right so that's if you already had your season derek yeah exactly i'm that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying the, str- the strategic thing to do is go in there, prove yourself. Ha, I got my red skull. Hopefully, you know, th- it doesn't turn into a J situation where they continuously put you in because then that, you know, reduces your chances of winning a million dollars because you're now going in multiple times. 
you know, because people don't like you. You're not going in now because D didn't go in because she's, you know, being diplomatic. D's going in because she's causing problems and they wanted to get, get her the fuck out of there. You know, Jay's going in because he, he, he's just an easy target, you know? So like if Paulie goes in there and plays that game or Lindsay goes in there and plays that game, it's just going to come up that, you know, that there's, you know, stirring the pot and just automatically puts a target on. Why not go in there, get your red skull. And now it's, it's, it's just like playing all the other games, Kara. It's, you know, it, why am I going to go in if I go in? And if I go in and I and I put myself uh, reduce the chance of me winning a million dollars, like why am I, I going to put myself in? Now I put myself oh, in. Not? I got my red skull. Why am I going to put myself again? Well, yo, let's fucking cause some chaos and make some entertainment. <laughs> then yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, really, what do we have to lose? I mean, I ain't looking at I ain't looking too far ahead. I'm just looking at what's in front of me and how can I have fun at this point. So. There she is, Cara Maria. Hey, I don't know. I know I know. Cara's got her detractors. She's got her haters. But if you're one of those people that, you know, your feelings on Cara kind of ebb and flow based on how she sounds, her tone, her mood, I thought that was awesome. Awesome energy from her. I think she's going to win a lot of people over with that one. And again, if you want to hear that full interview, it's about two hours. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Maniac level patrons and above. Get all the bonus podcasts. But hey, if you don't have the $15 every month, if you join at any level, $5, $1, there's some things that go out to every patron, and that is my weekly voicemail show where you leave voicemail questions and I answer those called Call Me Mania. That goes to every patron. Anytime we do a Challenge Mania podcast and we hold it for a few days, uh, as soon as it's ready to go, I put it up on Patreon early, so you get early access. That goes up to every patron. Uh, all the contests, all the giveaways, all the fantasy leagues, all that stuff, available to every patron. So uh, all the email blasts, every patron. So um, there's a lot of stuff that goes out to every patron and every dollar counts, and we know money doesn't grow on trees, so we thank you guys so much. We have exclusive merch that only goes to pod squatters. We had the pin. You had to be a pod squatter to get the pod squad pin, and those sold out in a couple days. So um, always looking for fun ways to give back to you guys because we could not do this without the patrons. And I know some of you guys complain about how much we talk about the Patreon, how much we hawk the Patreon. Guys, the, the patrons are our bosses, essentially. You know, like Challenge Mania, like we work for you guys. We work for patrons. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but since COVID, like we're not getting our door beaten down with sponsors. Not nothing that we're doing. It's just not a big active time period for the advertising industry. A lot of the things that get advertised for aren't taking place. They're not filming stuff. You know, they're not recording ads. Production is halted. Stuff like that. So a lot of budgets are getting cut. A lot of people are getting you know staying home from work and whatnot. So you know. We really could not operate if it wasn't for the Patreon. And so we try to give back to the patrons as much as they give back to us. They literally keep the lights on. They make sure D and I can do Challenge Mania full time. So, you know, I apologize that we do so much plug into the Patreon, so much plug into the pod squad, but we want those people to feel appreciated and we want you guys to know about it because, you know, the free interviews we do over here on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, they're essentially for free. You know, we make a little bit of residual income from the electronic ads that you hear placed occasionally. Occasionally we have a sponsor, but that's not enough to keep Challenge Mania running. So if you still want these two hour long interviews with Johnny Bananas, with Kyle, with Josh, with with Coral, whoever you want to hear, you know, we are happy to keep putting those up for free. But in order to be able to do that, 
the Patreon is something we still have to put a lot of time and effort into. We have to keep putting it out there and keep getting new patrons because that's how we can stay afloat. And that's how we don't have to go and get a job at Starbucks or get a job, you know, cleaning an editing facility or God forbid, go back to the oil fields or, or whatever. I have to go back to booking flights for a production company, you know? So um, I apologize. I know it's probably just endless ear scratching, nails on a chalkboard, annoying ad, 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 ad. I'm constantly reminding you guys about the live shows, about the chop, you know, challengemany.shop, you know, all the new, all the new merch and the Patreon, of course. But guys, that's how we, that's how we make a living, D and myself. But we thank you guys for it. Um, so sure, this whole podcast is a bit of a, is a bit of a plug for patreon.com slash challenge mania, the pod squad, the madhouse, the bonus podcasts that we do over there. But guess what it is also? It's, it's also a podcast where we're bringing you Brad, Marie, Leroy, Tony, Cara. So it's the best of both worlds. So hopefully you're okay with putting up a little bit, putting up with a little bit of the spiels. And again, we're trying to make it something where it's, yes, a part of it is you believe in what we're doing. You like the big podcast. You like the challenge mania interviews. You want to help out and you want to be a patron, but we want you to feel as if you're getting your money's worth. And so diesel level patrons now, they're going to get to hang out with me and D every month in a Zoom call. We're not talking like a cameo, we got a video, set it and forget it. This is a two hour interactive Zoom call. You're gonna have my ear, you're gonna have Dee's ear, you're gonna be able to give us ideas, we're gonna have discussions, heated debates about the challenge, about Challenge Mania, talk about future guests. It's gonna be awesome, you know? So I I implore you guys, check it out, go to patreon.com slash challenge mania, read the tiers, the different stuff that we give away, that we include in every tier. And this podcast is really letting you know with the maniac level, you get these bonus podcasts every week. You get these interviews. They're not your standard Challenge Mania interviews. These are big names. These are heavy hitters, not just talking about themselves, but talking about the show we're watching every week. So we're going to end here with Tony Raines, guy who has not been on the show since Final Reckoning, breaking down. I mean, to me, I think Tony Raines is like the Tony Romo break down the challenge. He's my favorite analyst guest we have. And look, I love Mark and I, you know, I love Cara and I love Leroy and I love a lot of the guests we have. I think Tony's the best at it. I just love his attitude. I love his insight. We loved having him on this episode, and so we're going to get out of here by giving you Tony Raines talking about this season of the challenge. Now, we did ask him if he's going to be on next season of the challenge, what his future holds for him. To get that, you're going to need to go to patreon.com slash challenge mania, join the pod squad, and listen to the full-on interview. All right, guys, without further ado, Tony time, probably my favorite guest to have in something like the Madhouse. Here we go. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. So um, I guess to put, kind of put a cap on uh, Anissa's uh, little run here, um, do you think clearly MTV loves her? Clearly she's the people's champ. He's, she's one of our favorites. Um, it, does she come back and does she ever, does she ever win a challenge? I'll tell you what, what's bullshit about this episode is that unfortunately the answer might be no, but not because she goes to the final and can't get it done, but because people like Johnny and people like, you know, I, honestly it wasn't even just Johnny, but it, he he was at the forefront, but everyone in this episode are like five steps ahead and think, Oh, we can't let her get to the final. Cause she might lose and it might impact my game. Like, so maybe until there's a season in which they make it very clear, Hey, you're right. You're running this final solo dolo and you don't need to be making moves, getting other people out because how it might negatively impact you until that happens. She might have people gunning for her because of that. Cause let's be honest, 
Look, Anissa has been around for a long time. She said in this episode she's been in better shape in her life. To me, she still looks like she's in pretty damn good shape. There's a lot of eliminations. There's a lot of aspects to a final that she could do well in. And I'd like to see her lose in the final. I'd like to see her bring someone down in the final. I don't want her getting taken out here. And granted, she lost. She could have won. Okay, I get it. She could have won. But I don't want to see her eliminated the way she was eliminated to benefit a bunch of people that weren't even involved today. You know, that's what pains me. And that's what annoys me is that that narrative is going to stay continuing and continuing and continuing. You hear people like Swaggy C, who just came on our podcast, who are like, oh, you ever seen the challenge? He's like, oh, yeah, I watched War of the Worlds. like... As newer cast members come on and they haven't watched Anissa bulldoze elimination after elimination in her early years. They don't know the legend of Anissa Ferreira. What they know is they watched four episodes of last season and oh, had to get her out. Otherwise, she's going to take you down in the final and that stuff's just going to keep persisting and persisting. So I don't think it has anything to do with Anissa, but I worry about her future because of this, what we saw today, the manipulation of the game from all angles from your former partner, Tony, Johnny Bananas. Uh, we have a question. Tony, somebody actually wants to know um, whether Tony would do the same thing. Brian says, Tony, would you have looked to get Anissa out of the game before a final? Would you have been this paranoid and would you have had the balls to make that move? I would have been that paranoid because I just know off of experience, you could speculate and that's all you do in that house is speculate. You don't know what TJ has. You don't know what the producers have up their sleeve for the final. You don't know what they're going to do next week. So I don't think I would have made that, like I said, off of experience. You go into something like, uh, something like the final I ran with, uh, Doran Vendettas. So in that final, you would have wanted what you call or what what everybody was trying to make Anissa out to be uh, a weaker player, right? Because that turned out to be pretty much solo. I mean, you got uh, Carr in there and everybody's like, oh, I would love Carr as my partner, right? Carr winds up winning the whole damn thing. Uh, so I, I, based off experience, if I was, if I was on this last season, if I was on this season, I wouldn't have, uh, no, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have vouched. I wouldn't have tried to uh, rally the troops around. Hey man, look, we don't want, we don't want a niece in here. Uh, we don't want Anissa running the final. I, I've I've been around that. I've I've experienced that to where, oh well, you don't want her to be a part. And I think everybody, from from what I've heard, everybody kind of goes back to the, um, they kind of relate it back to the what is it the free agent season, where I think it was the free agent season where they wound up. Everybody had a different partner, and even the invasion season, uh, everybody had a different partner. Derek was for, on one of these too, by the way. I'm asking him after this, but yeah, Dirty Thirty was. Kind oh of yeah, this and, too. and and Dirty oh, Thirty was. Kind I got of the more. Same I got. Way. I got more. I got. I got more than that. I, yeah, I, so, so part I, I can see. I see their. I see their concern, but uh, you know that that's just it's it's all speculation. I uh, I don't know if I would have played that really with just off of you know past seasons of what they've done, or if I would have you know using my head, or if I would have uh, just played with my heart there because yep there I you mean, go I just Anissa just made some Nailed really it. really good points and me knowing her personally and how great and just how genuine of a person she is and that's why she keeps getting called back yeah she does great at narrating she does she she does great at interacting uh you know from day to day and she is just genuinely a great person like she's she's amazing so uh I, I know if I was in that tribunal I couldn't have I couldn't have put Anissa I couldn't have put a you know, had her had her out just because. Oh, I don't want her in the final. I, I couldn't have done it. Uh, I would have. I would have took my chances. Yep. So, uh, kind of put this all together. This will always be part of the narrative, 
It, if it's not Anissa, it's going to be about somebody else. It's going to be about Melissa or who the next, you know, uh, if we're, if we think we're taking three or four girls to the, or whatever, it was Kara back then. Jordan is a one or one with Kara. You know, she ends up finishing second, uh, you know, then ends up winning the next season, whatever. Uh, with Anissa, I've, to be honest with you guys, to be completely transparent with you, have played this similar, this same situation with Anissa on a team format on Inferno 3, where she was the last girl eliminated. She had a hurt ankle. We didn't know if she was going to be able to help our team in the final. This is all, this is all normal talk. This isn't like, oh, Anissa's going to be axed forever. Uh, on top of that, it's like, you watch each other in the house. How do we know that Jenny is so good? How do we know that Melissa is so good? How do we know that Anissa really can't make it in a final? You watch them during like tonight's, uh, uh, tonight's, uh, competition where she's the last one to get her brick, last one back. Everyone's filling her, her, her bucket up. So on top of, on top of not being able to play the endurance game, you now have people, uh, all the girls like, I'm filling up her bucket. So I, so I know she doesn't win. So her politics in the game are fucked up too. Her politics are fucked up. She don't have the numbers and people are saying she can't run a final and she's not doing well in the endurance competition. She has a couple strikes against her. So just like she knows that her strong suit is an elimination round. Um, you know, and you know, I think she played the right cards by saying, look, you don't know if this is going to be an individual or a team or a doubles or if we're going to use each other. But the last five seasons, uh, uh, except for, you know, War of the Worlds 1, where it really was just Turbo on his own, uh, Ninja on her own. Um, and, you know, and, Vendettas, and Vendettas. It, it, was it Vendettas? You guys didn't. You guys no, didn't. No, it was uh, all yeah, individual they, they, the whole way. Yeah, it, it was individual okay. whole way. Now you okay. did have to wait for somebody at a station, which was basically my downfall. But besides that, it, yeah, it was just straight up. Yeah, but but we're but we're we're poised. We're poised to think. Do you think mo- you're right? So you're saying that most of the time, you're saying two out of three times, three out of four times, you're gonna have to play with someone in the final. It hasn't been 50-50 because to me, this is – it's just as easy. Nowadays, yes. Because look, to me, what – I chalk this up to a lot of tough decisions need to be made and what's the narrative you want to go with to have an easy vote in here and they decide to go with this one because I'm going to flip it on you. I'm a guy and I'm not even in shape, but even if I'm in shape, I don't want to go against Jenny West in a final. Even, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and And to be honest with you – I would want her out at all costs and maybe you throw her in and she takes out Bailey, you throw her in, she goes out, whatever it is. You know, I, that's what I, if I'm Johnny Bananas, if I'm a smooth talker, if I'm a smooth operator, I can do just as good of a job selling that narrative and putting a target on Jenny as I can Anissa. To me, I'm not going to read too much uh, into it, but I don't know. it seems I don't know. like she's a little bit more well-liked in the house by the right people. And Johnny can say how much he loves Anissa. I didn't see her applying lotion to his belly last week. So to me, it's all about that. It's all about the relationships and the friendships here because I'm sorry. I don't want her in the final. Uh, and and, and uh, down the stretch here, as you mentioned, Vendettas and War of the Worlds, two of the last four seasons, it has been eliminated. It has been individual based. 
We could have had a woman win War of the Worlds. She ends up coming in fourth. We did have a woman win uh, Vendettas. Jenny, to me, if you stacked all these people in a row, I would favor Jenny against everybody left in the game, including all the guys. So just saying, I hope it bites these motherfuckers in the ass. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think she comes across as that good. I still, I think that Fessy can probably beat her. I think that, you know, in a race, um, I think that, you know, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know if Johnny's got what it takes right now, watching him and everything he's doing. I, and, and knowing him for, you know, he's done this for so long. He's 38 years old. Like, I, I don't think he's the front runner looking at a guy like Fessy and Nelson. You know, I, I think he's in like, you know, with all, who, who else is there? Fessy, Nelson, uh, Corey. Kyle, Corey. Josh got eliminated. I'm still giving like straight endurance match, uh, run, bike, swim, do a puzzle here and there. I mean, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you throw the puzzles in there and the kind of the experience. Maybe I'm giving Johnny the bump, you know, if I'm looking at this in the end. But like right now, if I'm like, these guys are going to go race up, up this mountain. Johnny's not going to come in first, second. Maybe third. There's not a you single I mean? thing I would favor Johnny over Jenny. The only thing I would, if you told me, hey, yeah. Johnny and Jenny West are competing, what would you favor Johnny in? It would have to be a cooking show for me. Johnny's to pick not, Johnny. I don't think, I don't think Jenny's beating, uh, Nelson and, are you uh, kidding me? Uh, I don't think, I don't think Jenny's beating a Nelson or a Fessy up, up a mountain. I do. Just straight up up a mountain. I think she's beaten any of these motherfuckers. Dude, she won a show called Survival of the Fittest. She had a WWE tryout. I don't know if you saw that. That picture's going around. Can't wait to have her on the show to ask her about that. She's got an identical twin. I've been following her on Instagram. I mean, she's a physical freak. And to me, she has the, you know, to me, she seems smart. And granted, I'm, I'm, I'm doing like the Instagram personality scan. I don't know. I mean, she could have a low IQ. I have no idea. So if there's a puzzle, she doesn't seem to me like somebody's going to be caught off guard. Honestly, I would favor her objectively against anybody. I really would. Fessy, you think, I mean, dude, I know Fessy is a, you look, Fessy's a combine guy, you know, 30th ranked tight end in the NFL draft. I know we heard that tonight, but I'm telling you, I, I really would take her, man. I think she's the type of person who trains in the right way. Could she get knocked over in a hall brawl by Tory deal? Yes, but that's not how a finals played final is endurance. Final looks a lot like the type of shit. It looks like Jenny West does on the weekend. So I'm just saying, I know that they've already got it decided. They're not going to reshape it because of this, but karma is a bitch. And I hope the karma police comes around and I hope that it's not that these guys are rewarded and they get to partner up with Jenny West, which another thing is this, look, you could be scared that Anissa is going to be your partner. Why do you like? How, why do you assume she's gonna be your partner? She could be. She could be a better guy than you's partner, and she's the key to you winning the final. Because you get Jenny West, and they get Anissa. You know, so it's one of those things where, to me, you're thinking too ahead of the game. I I personally think it was a, a way to make everyone feel okay about a vote. You know, this is an easy vote. Okay, we're all gonna vote Anissa. Okay, good. This is the reason we all agree with it. And I think I think that's what it was. I don't genuinely believe people think. That really, this is going to win them a championship by throwing Anissa in here. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to also think about the relationships, right? So, if Melissa, so the final vote, it doesn't matter. The narrative around the house right now, you know, if me and Tony are in the house right now, 
And this, you know, this, uh, you know, this conversation is swirling around. Will someone hold me back in a, in a final? You know, you're like, well, we have to talk about this, right? It needs to be talked about. It, it's, it's swirling around. People are thinking that it's going to be, th- that it's going to be a partner thing and the girl is going to help us. So the girls are going to help us. So let's, you know, it's just something you have to talk about, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's but not- once, once that seed, once that seed is planted, uh, it's going to grow because it's a seed that is naturally going to take on water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if I heard it, yep. I, I'm going to, I'm going to entertain the idea. You know, yep. it's, it, it, I don't know who started it or if it was just based off of visuals and, you know, how she performed in the dailies. And like you said, Derek, she, uh, she came in last tonight, uh, during the daily challenge. It, that's so, so as soon as, as soon as someone puts that in the universe, you gotta give it some consideration, right? Uh, and yep. I think it kind of just takes on a life of its own. And when it come, push comes to shove, like you said, Scott, it's, it, that's the easy vote. That's this, okay, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a nice. We don't, we don't want to have to run a final with her. You know, you, even, maybe she's partnered up with me. Maybe we, uh, switch partners every different, uh, checkpoint. And, you know, she, she could come with me on the second checkpoint where it is pure endurance and we fall so far behind. So, uh, you know, and the next guy gets her on the next checkpoint, which is a puzzle. It could help him, but now I'm already so far behind because of a knee. So it's something you really got to give thought to. It's, and, and as soon as someone says it, you know, it, it it, it takes, plants yeah. that seed. It, ta- it takes on a life of its own. Yeah. You really got to think about it. It's, it's pure, it's pure like inception. You're playing an, an idea in someone's head. And if there's one person in that house, uh, someone like Bananas who has absolutely the most experience, uh, in the game as far as everybody that's left, you, then you, then it holds weight, right? You got to kind of like listen to what he's saying here. Uh, if you're looking out for yourself and, and trying to win, uh, in this final, if you make it to it. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it was a very very easy decision for people tonight. Uh, who who was it that was it Fessy that was like I can't I can't put Anissa down there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. You know, so here, though, it's so funny, and I know you guys could probably attest to this too. But even in you know fantasy football or, or you know things where you know your vote matters, whatever, it's like everyone can relate to this. When you know your vote doesn't really matter, you have an opportunity to like you know make sure you don't burn the bridge. You know, it happens on Survivor too. Like you know the person's going home, but you can still vote for the other person. You know, and it's like Fessy could still say, oh, "I'm not going to vote for any," knowing. Come on, you gotta do more than that. You really care about Nisa, you gotta flip, you gotta flip, you know. That, that's, that's really the vote, is to flip Josh, you know. To, to tell Josh, hey, I'll bring you to tribunal, but you can't vote Anissa. Kind of a thing. Uh, like, just to say, I'm not gonna vote Anissa when you know the other two votes are going to Anissa, I don't care. You know, I'm not gonna remember right, that at my right, wedding. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? But, yeah, but you don't know, like, he may have voted purely based on emotion and friendship, right? As opposed to Josh, who's played this game, you know, maybe twice or has got with, with Melissa or has gotten closer with Melissa or maybe it really is. Oh, he, you know, maybe Johnny's really in his head and the rest of the guys are in Josh's head saying, listen, you got to put a niece in there because it's going to slow us down in the end, you know. But on the flip side, the following week, which we didn't see it, but the following week, the girls are going to be doing the same thing. Hmm. I wonder if Josh is going to hold us back. You know, so it's like 
that you can play that game up and down. I don't down. think the girls yeah. are thinking that way. By the way, someone posted that today. I think it was Ashley. Some somebody was like, "How come you never hear the girls theorizing if a guy's going to hold him back?" You really don't. It, it really you, is. A, it, it really is a male mentality. You, you don't. No, no. You don't hear it because you see sixty minutes of television. All right. It it happens. It, it happened with the guy on the line right here. Okay. Uh, it yeah. happened with Hunter. It, hey, who do we want? Do we want to roll with Tony or do we want to roll with CT? Do we want to roll with Hunter? Who do we want to take this last spot? It's three on three. It's literally, I, I just watched the clip because I wanted to use it for promo tomorrow, Tony. It's us, you know, in, in our final. What so I the women do do it. They just don't show it. Everybody does it. Everybody speculates. Every, Scott. They're, they're, that, that's even worse because to be honest with you, it, it ends up making them look like better people, but it makes it look like they don't strategize three steps ahead like the guys do because we don't, we see it here and we've seen it before and we hear about, you know, dragging this person, this person a lot from the guys bringing a, a female, whereas they don't show it. So you're saying the female, the competitors actually do do that as much as the guys. Cause to me as a viewer, it seems extremely lopsided that it's almost always a guy saying, Hey, worrying about either playing with this person or against this, this female in the final kind of a thing. You're saying the females have done that to you on dirty 30. It's Scott, when you're playing a game to win a million dollars or $500,000, or if you're a bunch of assholes like us that used to just do it for a hundred thousand dollars split between six people, you're looking at this game from every which angle you can possibly get an edge and you're playing the percentages. But you watch the show, right? You watch, you watch the show too. So Derek, as a viewer, do you do, do you agree that as viewers though, we get privied more often to the guy deciding what girl they should bring rather than the the girl deciding what guy to bring because i agree with that scott this is why i'm here this is why tony's here we're here to give you and our viewers the inside scoop of what's going on uh we see what we see on television then me and tony go Oh, I've lived that. I've experienced that. Let me give you some more information on that. And that's what I'm trying to tell you right now is there. Here's an example of a situation where me and Tony and Hunter are the final three guys left on the dirty 30. And the girls are down there like, well, I'd rather run a final with 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 Derek because this guy's got a broken arm. And I don't know if Tony can fucking if Tony's got the gas in the tank. Yes, it goes it goes all, all it goes all yeah, all direction. I, I think what it does it so it, it plays off of whether they show a lot of the girls talking about that or the guys talking about that. I think it 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 plays off of the producers and the editors seeing what is the biggest topic around the house. So if you have a big despair if you have uh, someone like Anissa or someone like me uh, on Dirty 30 where I did not perform well uh, and we got that close to the end, it was like, okay, it's coming down to this point. You know, there's a there's a big gap between a Tony and a Derek. Uh, talking about Dirty 30, there's a big gap there performance-wise. The girls did uh, talk in the same language in the same way that they talked about Anissa tonight. Uh, they, they were saying how they would absolutely want to run a final with Derek over me. So, you know, they were basically hoping, you know, I, I had went home. And on the other flip side of the coin, uh, on Dirty 30, you had the guys saying, no, nah, I want, I want, I want Tony to win this because, uh, you know, I don't want him to go to the final because I think I have a better chance of, of beating him than Derek. So uh, I think it's just, it's just, uh, it just goes off of the situation. And if you have a player that, 
uh, is out there that has that large of a gap between uh, themselves and the rest of the competition to where the rest of the competition thinks that player uh, is is not going to perform as well. Uh, and that that's what we witnessed tonight. And like Derek said, that's what we saw on um, on Dirty Thirty with our situation. Yeah, and 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 also and also this this usually if you get to the end, you always got some really really good guys, right? I think maybe and next week we may see the girls talk about Josh and how they just like with Anissa tonight, they don't want Josh in the final because hey, if he, if I'm partnering up with him, he could hold me back. Uh, arguably, we got some pretty strong girls left. Uh, you know, Bailey, she showed, I think, great endurance tonight. You know, tie, tying those knots and going, weaving in and, out of, in and out of that car, to me, was very, very impressive. That was something that did not play to Anissa's strong suit. Um, so, you know, hats off to Swaggy B, for sure. And, um, you know, you, you got Melissa in there, who is hands down from my first season with her up until now, what I've witnessed with her has so much fight in her. I mean, she is a pit bull in a Chihuahua's body. Uh, so she's, I think she's definitely a, a tough competitor. Uh, you've got Jenny who we've already talked about, who is just, she's a monster. And I agree with you, Scott. I think she probably could beat any guy out there. Um, you know, so, so, so if you look at, uh, like I keep saying the gap, but if you, if you look at it, it, it was, it, it was just, it was easy pickings tonight. That was kind of the narrative. We need to get a Nisa out of here. We don't want the final. And, um, yeah, it was just, it, it was an easy choice, but it's still now that I'm not out there and I'm just watching as a viewer and, uh, it, it, it hurt my heart a little bit. Cause you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, Anissa's a fan favorite for me. Uh, just like everybody else. Y'all said that she, sold the most merchandise right which is dude it's uh, been it's been insane actually it really has been because look we throw a lot of shit at the wall see what sticks and you know some of this stuff sells for a few days or like the person's biggest fan you know the person whose twitter profile photo is the motherfucker they'll buy it you know you'll sell a couple yeah. but like no the anisa gear it just kept going and going and going and some of it i think is who she is. Some of it, I think, is the brilliance of the design. We kind of we, we did a little bit of a uh, a mock up of the the famous uh, Barack Obama poster, the Hope poster, and we had this. And Anissa, another thing, this season had such great facial expressions. She sort of was the avatar for us this season. You have all these crazy Big Brother people, all this crazy drama going on, and she's just in the background making the face that like all of us are making on our couch. And the, the the fact that she's doing that as someone we've watched for 15 years on MTV was just the perfect thing. And then, you know, coupled with the, 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 the slogan, which is just nope, which is just like, that's the look sometimes. You're looking at two people, you know, getting into a scuffle in the bar, Melissa and Kyle and Nelson, whatever. And in the background, you just see Anissa, just nope. And whether it's that or whether it's just how <laughs> beloved she is, these things continue to fly off the shelf. And now that we're doing face masks, people want to have them, have her on their face. So I think we're going to have more people buying it this week now that she went home uh, just to show love for her. Because I think she, you know, we're going to get to the OG conversation at the end of this podcast. Um, Mark Long's trying to get an OG thing going. But Anissa, look, Wes, 
Johnny, uh, CT, you know, these are some of the only true OG representatives left on the show. And Nisa arguably is the only female from that era who's still playing, you know, and you almost forget that she is from that era, but she is. She's in those love triangles with the, with the Rachels and the Veronicas and she's part of the mean girls and she, that is what she's from. And honestly, like Derek, who does a season every now and then, Darrell, who does a season every now and then, we're down to a handful of people and she is the only female representative from that era now that Veronica hasn't played since Final Reckoning. So honestly, I think that coupled with the fact that she was just a gem this season, she got into one little altercation with Nani along the way. But other than that, I think she was very well liked in the bunker. So very sad to see her go. Very depressing. And when you see what elimination was up next, you wonder, holy shit, what if this week was Hall Brawl? And that's what the draw was with her and Bailey. Will we be looking at Bailey going home tonight? And Anissa... Riding into the final with a real axe to grind after these motherfuckers tried to take her out. Yeah, yeah she would have, she would have steamrolled Bailey for sure. And I think Anissa has one more season left in her. I think Anissa, Anissa will 100% for sure be back out there, uh, for the next season. I, I just, I can't see her not coming back. Uh, she's, I mean, man, she's, she's gold. Uh, she's more important to the show now than ever, to be honest with you, I, I think. Cause she, yeah, she, for she, some re, for whatever reason, She's still getting the calls, so she's representing, she's representing an era that has been unfortunately forgotten by the challenge gods. Uh, she is, you know, to me, such a breath of fresh air in that she's from a generation of no bullshit, but she's also from a generation of, she's not starting drama for show. She had that, you know, she was on enough shows. She's gotten to in enough fights. You know, if she's involved in a fight, it's for a good reason. And she now has, she is the, the, the ultimate, man, I want to see this person win. You know, you have such built in history with her, even people who started watching five years ago, six years ago, and especially people who've been watching since the mid two thousands where she walked into their life. I mean, she is to me like her winning would be the ultimate feel good story on the challenge. And I think until she starts to say no, she better keep getting those calls and, uh, especially, yeah. If if Anissa was to come back next season and just say she wins it all, I would probably pull out uh, Josh's Josh's uh, signature move, man. I, I would I would be crying like a baby. <laughs> I, I would be crying. I think like a lot a baby, of people man. would be. Uh, honestly, yeah. I really do. I, I would really be. So, do. I would be so so happy for her. She, yeah, she's she's definitely one of the people I would love to uh, you know help get to the help get to the promised land. Um, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Um, I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it um, at this point in my life and my friendship with her. Um, but the but some of the phrases used in challenge, just to play devil's advocate, and what I've experienced is no matter what, when you get down this close to the end, some of the phrases coming up are, you're only as slow as your weakest link. We got to start trimming. It's, it doesn't matter whether it's a guy or a girl. These are the, this is the conversations that you're having with the people amongst you. Um, so, but again, th- like seeing Anissa get to a final, at least get back to the final, um, is something like I, I feel like I, I, I need to do. Like I feel like I ever, if I ever got on a challenge, it's like, it's like I, I feel like I need to do it f- not just for her, but for the people, you know, for everybody. Because I feel like people want her there so bad. And to see someone like that win it. You know what I mean? Um, like, you know. And so, anyway, with that said, 
I'm done with the Nisei here. We can move yeah, on I to the a, next I have subject. A good, uh, yeah, this is a great subject. This comes from our man Johnny Diablo. Got one of the best Challenge Mania merch and swag and memorabilia collections yep. going. Johnny Diablo says, Tony, what are your thoughts on the seven rookies this season? I think we made some pretty good additions to the show. Uh, let's see. We get a, a rundown. So we got Bailey. Yeah, you got the four big brothers, which are uh, Bailey, Swaggy, Fessy, and Casey, of which there are still three in the game all the way here, all of which were Red Skulls. Then we had Jay from Survivor who went out swinging, took out CT in the process, eventually uh, fell short, losing to Rogan there. And then you had Jen Lee who went home very early uh, to Jenny West. Um, and then we had Asaf who went home episode one. And my theory is if he goes against anybody but Jay in that elimination, he probably sticks around long, but, uh, has a little bit of fun with Nani in the process. So that's, that's who we had. Those were our seven, uh, four of which are from Big Brother season 20. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, we had some, some good additions. I think, uh, Swaggy, I think Swaggy was, was a pretty good addition. I think he was a, a standout, uh, Bailey, there's something about Bailey I really like. Yes, I don't know what yes, it is. Her, her, yes. her, just, her, just, you know, just her fire. You know, her, her, just. Uh, I'm, I'm liking her uh, a whole lot. Um, and she's athletic, bro. She's really athletic, and we haven't seen enough of it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to, to still see her in Fessy. Uh, I wasn't a big fan early on, but. I'm, he's starting to grow on me. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be a mainstay in the challenge. I think this wasn't this episode here wasn't a great episode for him. Uh, Scott, you alluded to him kind of just going with Anissa because he already knew that she was going in. So, you know, he didn't he didn't he burned his vote on her and just trying to like save face or whatever. I think he could have ruffled some more feathers. I think uh, him not kind of putting up a bigger fight after he gave Corey his word. Uh, I think he could have made more of an impact there. I think him, this episode, he just kind of like, I don't know. He, he, I think he took a step back, but he has been growing on me a little bit. I mean, he's obviously, uh, his, his stature, he's, he's a monster. So, um, I would like to see him back, but I think this, this wasn't a great episode for him. Uh, the guys that got eliminated earlier, Asaf and, uh, I saw he was, I don't know, I, I didn't really, I didn't see him long enough to really get a feel on him. Um, the guy, Jay, he, uh, man, what a little Mighty Mouse, huh? Taking out CT, uh, which was total shocker. Like, that was a, a huge surprise for me. I couldn't believe, you know, you're talking about, uh, that was the chains, right? That was the chains when he had a get the, the knots out of the chain. Very and, similar and, to this elimination tonight, actually. Yeah, very, very yeah. similar. And then I'm thinking back, so I'm watching that, and I'm thinking back to the C.T. Durrell elimination and invasions and how just, I mean, it, he he almost like, it was almost like C.T. just, like he just blacked out. He went to another zone, and, and that, that knot, that, that nest that he made, and, and Durrell was lost. And I just... I, I was I was totally shocked by that, but Jay he he held his own. He he did his thing. I think uh, I think he was he was almost like a, a breath of fresh air. He was a character, a personality that we haven't uh, we, you know we haven't seen on the show in a while. So uh, you know that was nice. That was that was a good addition. Um, 
but man, I keep I keep wanting to go back to Bailey though. There's something about Bailey and you know just that feistiness. Uh, last the episode before this, when she got into it with uh, who was that Casey? Yeah, when they got into it, I was almost like kind of take. I wasn't expecting that from. Her. I was like kind of taken back, and uh, so I've been I've been I've been watching her and keep my eye on her. And I was I was ha- as as sad as I was to see Anissa go home. I was uh, you know I was happy to see Bailey uh, go ahead and and uh, you know get that red skull. All right, there he was, Tony Reigns. Shouts to Tony time. Shouts to Leroy. Shouts to Kara. Shouts to Brad and Marie. Shouts to everybody who's been on the Madhouse this season. We had Darrell. We had Kellyanne. We had Cliff Hogg from Big Brother 21. We had, of course, Mark Long to start the season. We had Cyrus in a really passionate, important interview I want you guys to all hear. So I know I'm forgetting some people, but man, it's been a great year and we've we're going to have even more people. We still have a lot of season to go. So I would really love it if you guys checked out patreon.com slash challenge mania for the remainder of this month, participated in the Legion of Zoom call on July 26th. Hey, if you want to sit one out, find out how it was, do that. That's fine. But don't be mad if you missed out on the party of the month on July 26th. Party with me and D in the Legion of Zoom over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. And then remember, after Total Madness, we've got the Hall of Fame. We've got a ton of fun stuff. And speaking of fun stuff, one more time, one more plug, challengemania.shop. Get the We Want OGs line, get the Caution Bananas Backpack line, you get the new Derek Chicago line, you get the proud member of the Pod Squad stuff, Kendall Shepard, Ghost Hunter, Ashley Mitchell stuff, Anissa, Nope, Cara, Pauly, Darrell, Jemmy, everybody, almost everybody at the challengemania.shop. Thank you guys so much. Have a great 4th of July weekend. I know 4th of July finally lands on a Saturday, the one month that every day for the past four months has felt like a Saturday, and everybody's been lighting up fireworks for last month, and 4th of July isn't even a thing, but either way, have a great holiday weekend, stay safe, keep wearing those masks, and we do have masks over at uh, challengemania.shop now, keep wearing your masks, stay safe, socially distant, but have a good time, guys, barbecue, hang out, friends, play some bocce, play some spike ball, have a good time, guys, listen to Challenge Mania, and I know we, we didn't have a full-on interview for you this week, got pushed, our guest uh, was unavailable, we're going to keep them coming we have some great guests coming up but for now i wanted to get you guys something hope you dug it and hope you guys look at this as a reason to sign up at patreon.com slash challenge mania all right guys peace have a good weekend thank you all all right guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future Maniacs, I've got something really exciting to tell you about. What a rush. Look, now you can participate in interactive monthly Zoom calls with me and D and other diesel level patrons. That's right. It's the Legion of Zoom. It has arrived. Trivia games, discussions, debates, surprise cameos, fantasy drafts. We're going to have a lot of fun in there. Everyone is part of the call. I repeat, everyone is part of the call. If you want to talk, you're going to get to talk. If you want to sit back and relax, 
where other people talk, that's fine too. You're not going to get called on like it's history class. Especially if you live in an area that doesn't get challenged many lives often, this is a great way to be part of the action. Meet your fellow maniacs and party with me and D. That's right. I said party. Put a vodka tonic on the table. Crack a brewski. Whatever you want to do, we're going to have a good time. These calls are going to go about two hours. We're going to have a ton of fun. Head to patreon.com slash challenge mania and become a diesel level patron today and be part of the legion of zoom starting this july you've got a couple weeks to get ready and sign up but we're gonna have one every month guys we're gonna kick it in style with you guys all right back to-